like you're like me you're in stealth mode too because it's 6 a.m right it's 6 a.m where are you i'm uh i'm downstairs in my house and you're using your your indoor voice yeah or maybe just my 6 a.m voice <laughs> right right is Actually, your family is your family still asleep uh my kids and my brother are asleep. My wife is at the gym for 6 a.m. class. No shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's there. Because um, uh, when we scheduled you, I know it was last minute, and, our, and Susan said, hey, uh, can you come at 6 a.m.? I'm like, there's no way this dude's going to do 6 a.m. He's West Coast like me. And you're like, no problem. I'm like, holy shit. Dude, 6 a.m. is kind of the best time. All right. Now we know. Adam Neifer, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Anytime. Uh, CrossFit Fort Vancouver. Heck yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just read, uh, you guys de-affiliated cause you don't want to pay the extra fee. No, I'm joking. Uh, how, how many, how many years have you guys been an affiliate? Oh, four, we're just, we're, we're just about at 15 actually. We're, we're yeah, we'll be at 15, uh, March, uh, next, next year. God, you're awesome. The drama free chugging along, killing it, making people better gym CrossFit Fort Vancouver. Uh, yeah, my, my voice is gone. We we hosted our uh, the CrossFit Fort Vancouver Championship this weekend, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a competition that we do at the gym. It's a it's a, a it's amazing. It's eleventh year that we've done it, and so yeah, my voice is uh, getting fully recovered still. Hey, dude, tell me about that. By the way, your newsletter is beautiful. Um, you sent me your newsletter yesterday, so I could get some of the nitty gritty details about what we're going to talk about today, which is nuts it's epic it's awesome and nuts i can't believe someone said hey dude you got to get adam on about this race i'm like blah 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 who cares about a race but I, I like adam so i'll invite him on anyway and then i read the details i'm like oh my they weren't joking so so we're gonna get to that in a second but tell me let, let me let me set the stage for some people how many years have you been to the games uh as an athlete as an athlete 10 10 years. And then, and then you had, uh, obviously the, uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, Justin Medeiros as a, uh, athlete, you have Ellie Turner as an athlete, you have, uh, Trista Smith as an athlete. And don't you have some young man, um, who has games aspirations also there? Uh, Adam McAdams. Yeah. But he's actually not young. He's, uh, <laughs> he's like 30. He's an old guy in the CrossFit sport, but he is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He made uh, semifinals for his first time last year. Awesome, crazy, yeah. and 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 then also you have uh you have hundred pound weight loss uh, stories that have come out of your gym. Yeah, yeah, nuts. And you've been around forever. I've seen you. I've seen you at events as long as I've been around. Like you're you're a staple in the community. Man, the crossroads changed my life, man. And and um and your father. Yeah, two girls. Any more coming? <laughs> Not nothing planned. No, no sir like any of them are come on yeah yeah um and uh, uh now okay so tell me about this championship thing this is you guys do like a, a competition that's just your gym man the the championship it's uh i'm biased i, I think it's the coolest competition out there it's uh okay it started in man, i think 2012 or 13 and the initial uh idea was Regionals at that time, I think, were so unique and so incredible, but they only happen once a year. And you remember, at the end of regionals, everybody was just on this high that was was undescribable. And we were like, why don't we do this more often? And so we went to 
by that you mean get the community together, affiliates showing up in their shirts. Uh, it, 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 had, it, had, it had a really festive feel to it. I'm, I'm thinking specifically about Del Mar, California. Yep. Hundred percent. We hadn't been to Del Mar yet. We were still in the Northwest uh, region, okay. at that time, but very similar. Kids and, and families and people jumping rope and hugging and bumping into friends you hadn't seen in ten years. It was cool, dude. But also savage, high level competition, right? Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't yes. like I mean, there was like serious as a heart attack for some people. Yeah. So we we went up to uh, like uh, Rory Zambard and Emily Carruthers and. Uh, Kevin Simons and some of the, the top athletes from regionals. And we were like, Hey, do you guys want to do a competition before the season starts um, as a partner competition, just to get that regional group together mm-hmm. to kick off the season and have a good time. And they were like, heck yeah, let's do it. So when we started it, it was, it was an invitational for any regional athlete from the Northwest region um, to come compete. And the first several years it, it was, yeah, it was awesome. It was high level. It was like, Cole Sager's first competition, uh, Sam Quant came up and he, uh, he competed. Um, yeah. Early How on. could it be Cole Sager's first competition? If you had to be a, uh, a regional athlete, could other people, other ways of qualifying too? Yeah. I don't know if Cole, I might've said that wrong. Cole Sager's first competition that he won. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think he got, early. He was a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Those guys, those guys competed up here. And then as the, as the sport of CrossFit grew somewhere, I don't know, Five, six years later, we were like, hey, let's let's invite masters athletes. Let's invite, um, you know, scaled divisions. And so it, it's grown from there. And, and now it's, uh, yeah, scaled MRX divisions. We, we used to host it. I think the biggest it got was like 300 athletes at the uh, Clark County Event Center at the fairgrounds. Dang. Um, and then the last time we did it there was January 2020. And then uh, from then on, we started hosting it in the gym. And so that's where we're at now. And it's, uh, man, it's so, so fun. There's a lot of athletes, of course, from our gym, but also local athletes from around the area that just come together. And we try to give them a, an experience that is really high level, professional, like the CrossFit Games. Obviously, it's not the CrossFit Games, but if you're a scaled division athlete, like, man, you are hopefully treated uh, just like the top athletes uh, anywhere in any competition, the way it's ran. Um, uh, hey, uh, next year, if you're going to do it, and and you'd like some uh, extra eyeballs or publicity on it, please let me know and come on before. I'd love to talk about it. I'd lo- I love oh, to support yeah. that. I love the fact that you're doing it in your box. It's cool. It's so fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll, it'll, be, it'll be almost the same weekend, like middle of December. Hey, how much, is that expensive? Does that break the bank? Does that scare you? It sounds expensive. No. We used to run it. We used to run it a lot bigger. Um, I would say that – this year, the the costs were probably probably around fifteen thousand to put it on, and the the revenue was probably I gotta I gotta look at it, but probably four thousand or five thousand above that. And any anything extra goes to we have a we have something called the Way Foundation. So anything above breaking even goes to the foundation, and uh, <laughs> we've never lost money on the competition. We've always yeah. at, least, at least been able to donate something. Yeah, that's crazy because, you know, you can just have a Christmas party at your house and someone's like or just like some party. Right. And yeah. someone's like, hey, I'm bringing an extra five people. And then you're and then someone else invites five people and you're like, shit, I got to go to the store and get five hundred dollars more of brisket. And next thing you know, you got another extra hundred dollars in paper plates and shit. And you're like, holy shit, I just spent a grand Yeah, yeah, yeah on, a, on a party I'm having at my house just to fucking watch a football game. And it, it, shit can get crazy. So I could only imagine 
uh, doing something like this and it being scary. That's why I asked. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was watching this weekend and it's like, man, some of those judges on the floor have been judging there for 10 years. You know, some of the, some of the volunteers, like the two volunteer leads have, it's their 11th time doing it. You know, it's not, so we've had some practice, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, did you see that? Do you, do you, do you, are you friends with Austin Stack? Yep. Austin yeah, Stack, cool. he was one of the original competitors in Savet. Okay. Did you know that he's a performance coach over at Mayhem now? I knew he went out there. Yeah. Cause he used to be in our area. He was a Northwest guy, Southern Oregon. Uh, oh, he lives there. He lives there. He I, moved I don't know to where Cooper. he lives. I don't know. Where I saw he... it in his Instagram profile and I was tripping. I was like, holy shit. Austin Stack went there too. Like in a good way. I'm stoked for him. It sounds like a fucking perfect fit. Doesn't it? Yeah. Dude, that guy's such a stud. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 But I know he moved, uh, he moved out of the Northwest. I think he's, I think he's out there somewhere. He should be in movies. He could play like the thing or the incredible Hulk or some, he should be some sort of Marvel hero. Dude. And he, he's got that voice to go with the, to go with the physique too. Yeah. So what, yeah. what, what, a, what a freak of nature. Okay. Uh, uh, coaching, uh, at a great, uh, athletes at a crazy high level, uh, running the day to day of a gym, uh, having a, a championship, uh, having two daughters, um, and then you just, I didn't know this was a yearly thing, by the way, your newsletter is beautiful. So tell me about this race. Is it three years in a row that you've been putting to assembling a posse and going out on a run? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Although I, I cannot take credit for assembling the posse. It was actually a friend of mine that I met through the gym that introduced me to a sport that I, I had never even heard of it. I didn't know it was a thing, but it's called adventure racing. And yeah, he, he was like, hey, do you want to do this race? And I was like, sure, what is it? And uh, he was like, oh, we're going to go like run, bike, paddle, uh, you know, across the across the mountains, and uh, we'll have some fun. And I was like, okay, sure, sounds awesome. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't tell me it was like, you know, six days long or something like that at the time uh, when I said, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, I think that was 2021 we did our first expedition like adventure race when when did you realize um when did you realize that you were so if you let me go back to it have you, have you done any long you've done a lot of long distance running before kind of running is kind of your bread and butter right like you are a you are known for being able to put the miles i could wake up at three in the morning and you're the kind of guy who could run a half marathon come on adam let's go yeah I mean, I i'd be on a scooter or something but you'd run i like when i was competing in crossfit like we you know we ran 400s and 800s and sometimes a mile, but I, I wasn't a long distance runner. I, I have, I have done more running for sure. Since, uh, you know, since, since I got out of like competing in CrossFit regularly, um, just cause I, I enjoy, I really enjoy being outside and just, uh, running on trails and seeing some country and getting out in the mountains. It's like, it's just something that's, it doesn't feel like working out or training. It's just fun for me. So, yeah. This race that you did, uh, um, was dangerous this this last race you did was dangerous the, i think it's so dangerous that if your wife knew ahead of time she may have asked you not to do it you're probably right you have two daughters i mean i mean you know the, the audience knows that i'm a bit of a pussy but but it, it's it, it's hair it's hairball yeah i, uh -oh, I don't you, know if it was if it was dangerous Poison, yeah. You swam I mean, with poisonous that, snakes, and uh, someone took a uh, uh, a needle into the leg so deep, and a pocket knife was used to try to extract it. 
and there a decision had to be made to leave the needle in there from the yucca plant because the cut with the pocket knife was too deep. It's it's fucking dangerous, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's the poor, some poor decisions were probably made, but the the sport in general, basically, what happened? And it's in Mexico. Yeah, it's in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, just to, like to to like paint a picture so people know yeah. what this sport is. It's uh, basically what what it is is there's the race organizers are going to give you maps, a set of maps. In this race, there was probably, there's probably 30 maps. And so they give you a bunch of maps and there's no set race course. There is just a series of checkpoints and transition areas. So on these maps, there's a bunch of like dots that are checkpoint one through whatever. And then there's transition areas. The transition areas are where you switch from running to biking or biking to paddling or paddling to um, biking. So you kind of, uh, yeah, alternate between paddling, um, biking, and running. Yeah, and of course, there's like climbing and canyoneering and every race. Not of course. Not of course, Adam. Normal races don't have that. Not of course. <laughs> yeah, so the, the race organizers really And like there's tons that. of sleep deprivation. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and hallucinating. The, the race organizers like to highlight the local terrain and like mm. what's around there. And so each race is unique. Um, there's a, uh, yeah, there's the, the elite division is teams of four. You got to have at least one man or one woman on the team. Uh, and so you basically try to get from the start to the finish, hitting every checkpoint and transition area in between and do it as fast as you can. So tell me about these checkpoints, the transition points, the transition areas. I completely understand. You have to get there because that's a moment when the team changes modalities, right? Okay. Take off your running shoes and put on your biking shoes, but tell me about these checkpoints. Cause there's some crazy stories about a particular checkpoint in the, uh, in your race. Uh, yeah. A checkpoint is basically something that is stolen from orienteering. It is a little like orange box. Like it'll be hanging from a tree or from, yeah, anywhere and then is there have, anyone there is there are there supplies there or it's just a, like hey you have to say you were here there's there's a there's a punch think of it like a like a paper punch yeah it has like a unique kind of uh set of spikes and you have a passport okay. so you punch your passport with the, the punch and that proves that you were there and 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 that is a component of the race you have to hit all of these checkpoints so it's well, not when it's a race, it's not necessarily like we think of like a linear race, like me and you start here and here's the finish line. It's like, hey guys, here's the map. Here's the 10 check. How many checkpoints were there? This race, there was 28. 28. Oh God, dude. Which is not many at all for a race this long. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not long at all. Oh yeah. my. And how many days does the race take? We finished in like six and a half days but that's so that's four or five checkpoints a day that's so that's not a lot god that's that seems lot. like a lot wow no no, no that's not a lot okay. the length of this race would probably have double that but and they, not, and they don't tell you they don't tell you the order to get them you have to decide all of that right yes and no there, there's okay. a pretty intuitive order in, in a race this long uh you know certainly there are sometimes if there's a collection of checkpoints that are close together lots of teams might take different paths okay um, but the trick really is the navigation because you're given these maps and you know, you, there's no GPS or anything like that. It's a map and a compass to get from point A to point B. And it's not, like you said, it's not a linear race, but think of it as an AMRAP. Your goal is to complete and uh, to get as many checkpoints as possible 
And if you clear the course, which means you get all of the checkpoints, then the team that does that the fastest wins. Is there a final checkpoint that has to be the final one? Yeah, the race finish. You got to get there to finish. Okay. 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 There's some sort of line. It's not like. So if you you get all the checkpoints um, and you finish slower than me, but I get to the finish line first and I miss even one checkpoint, then you win because I didn't get all the points. Uh, how many how many teams? So this race was unique in that there were a lot of different distances. Uh, we were 500k. There was 200k, 100k, 500k, 30k. So I think there was like 80 80 something teams in uh yeah in those different divisions. What does that mean? 500k. That means you guys had to cover 90 kilometers a day on average. 80 kilometers. Yeah, it was, it was it was supposedly 500 kilometers. The uh, there was there was one team that had a, their tracker said 592 kilometers. So I don't know how long it was. I just know it was like six and a half days. Oh, here we go. Got it. So, so you're telling me you and these three other cats from your gym did they all do they are they all uh, CrossFitters from CrossFit Fort Vancouver? Uh, three of us are from CrossFit Fort Vancouver. One of our teammates is actually from Canada. Uh, a crossfitter also she's not but she's uh she's an honorary one now <laughs> so so 319 to about from 320 somewhere between three and 400 miles you guys moved yeah but a, a lot of that is also on a mountain bike so it's not like you're just running 300 miles but also some of it was on a boat uh in this one it was the almost all of the water was in canyons like canyoneering so, so swimming uh, yeah, swimming, jumping, rappelling, yeah, all that stuff. A lot of hiking over rocks in in water that's like not that deep. Uh, any pat? Did you guys do any paddling? Did you ever get in a in a canoe or anything? Yeah, we uh, there was there was one paddleboard section. Um, we were we were on a lake at night in a crazy windstorm, and uh, it was only a couple hours. Um, I, I know this is out of order, and you and you probably want to tell the story in a certain order, but that's I'm ask anyway. There was another team there that you talk about a lot called the Silver Riders. Yeah. And at one point, I thought I, if I was reading correctly, you guys came across one of their members who had been separated from the group? Yep. How does their team separate? Is that like a major fuck-up? How do you lose? Did you guys ever lose anyone on your team? No, it is It is. It is a major mess-up, yes. Especially yep. where it happened was like we were uh, – shoot i think four days in on top of a, a mountain called uh, potosi el potosi and i mean this 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 stage of the race was probably 15 kilometers to, to get to this mountain we had ridden our bikes to a transition area left our bikes there it was 15 kilometers to get to this mountain and then the mountain is like shoot it's, it's over twelve thousand feet it's up there it's it's high yeah and we it, it was it was just like raining sideways crazy windy and you couldn't see probably more than like yeah 50 meters yeah that's what it looks like we <laughs> it's funny because we could see like yeah maybe 50 meters uh it was really rainy foggy cloudy up there it snowed as we were coming down and dude that is nuts you rode your bike twelve thousand feet no no this was this was on foot this was on foot oh okay either way and, and then there's sideways rain yeah, it was it was a cold, cold day, and actually, and a lost and a lost um, uh, racer. Yeah, so he was uh, he he had he, he had gotten separate from his uh, 
this team, they were looking for, I know it looks really easy to find the top of the mountain, but they were looking for a path to the top of this thing and uh, had just gotten separated, which is actually against the rules in adventure racing. You got to be within hundred meters of your team the whole time. Um, so How did they you know, lose him, dude? That is so fucking sloppy. How did they lose him? Man, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like you're, you're, you're kind of looking around for maybe a route or maybe a checkpoint. There was a checkpoint on top of that mountain. You're looking for stuff and uh, you know, it, it, it's dark. It's, it's, you can't really see anything. Um, you're well, not, did that guy have a compass? What was that guy's plan? Because nothing's marked, right? It's just a, it's just a find your own way. Right. Yeah, I mean, his plan, uh, <laughs> you, you have emergency gear. So you have a whistle. <laughs> so yeah. He, he blew his whistle. That's how, when you uh, found him, was he blowing his whistle? Uh, he was, he wasn't blowing his whistle when we found him, but he was blowing his whistle. Actually. Like we told him like where the top of the mountain was. And, uh, right after that, he blew his whistle and his teammate was close enough that they heard him. Um, so what would you have done? You, like you had a moral responsibility to take him with you though. How did, right? Yeah, exactly. If he wasn't, um, able to reunite with his team, he would have just joined us and we would have gone to the next transitionary with him. And, uh, his teammate would have found him. His team would have found him eventually. So, dude, yeah, but that's scary. That's scary. Like if you're, if you're separated with your, from your team, there would be no way to communicate with them. You know what I mean? Like, so that, yeah, that would be. No one has a phone. No one has a phone. Um, a lot of teams will carry one phone as an emergency. Uh Uh, You got to have it in a sealed container so that you couldn't use it for, for navigation. Um, but they do, every team has a, um, like a radio that you can SOS, like in in the case of an emergency. Um, Yeah. But not every, not every individual has that. So, yeah. Anyway, you're not thinking that clear when you're out there, though. You know, you, you think about like three, four days in with minimal sleep, like your decision making just isn't sharp. You know, so that uh, where do you so 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 day one starts and you guys start racing? Do you, you start on foot? Yeah, yeah. First, and, and, uh, I was think maybe first fifty k was on foot. Something and like and are you jogging? Yeah. And do you have all your food with you or do they supply food? No, you have, your team is, your team is allotted uh, like a couple of bins. Just think of like bins where you would like store your Christmas ornaments. Yeah. You see your bins at your transition areas. So you bring enough food and supplies to get you to your transition area. So that could be, you know, six hours away on a short leg, or it could be, you know, 36 hours away on a long leg. So you make sure you have enough you know, supplies, clothes, uh, layers, food, water, whatever to get you. So you have to put water in that bin too. No, you, you carry water. Like you, we have like just water filters. Um, so yeah, you carry, you carry those so you can get water on the way. Some transition areas, it depends on the race. Some transition areas, like they might have water at them. Other ones. So, So wait a second. So not only are you racing, but you have to find your own water. So like when you go to these streams, you're filling like uh, you're filling up some contraption that filters water for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's have not you dewormed yourself since you've been back. <laughs> no, I feel pretty good. It's not like, right. a, it's not like it's, it's not that glamorous. It's literally like a water bottle that has a filter that screws on the top. So uh-huh. it's like dip the water bottle and you can drink out of there or you can put it into another container. Yeah. That's legit. Like I can just do that. Can I just go to like any stream here in the United States and do that? Is that legit? Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. Could I pee in it? What if I peed in it? You know, I don't know. I'm, you could. You it could. Yeah. Like the gold. It seems like the gold standard for the test. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sure you could. <laughs> right? I'm sure you could. We, I mean, yeah. Most of the time when we when we get water, it's like water that's moving. But yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah a lot like of time, I mean, sometimes it's out of a lake. Like, yeah, it, it works. So uh, we, we, we haven't died yet. Crazy. Oh, something like that. Is that what you had? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would work great. A serving mate. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, Caleb, would you did you would you do that? You you were in the army or something? Did you guys? I've never had to do that, but okay, I know it's a thing. All right. Well, like in in Mexico, it's it's pretty standard for Americans to drink bottled water anyway, because right, like our. our but I just like microplastics. I don't. I like microplastics. I don't want leeches and shit. I just want chemicals. Exactly. I don't want like that's right. I don't want worms and bugs and you could probably take some uh ivermectin or something just as a uh precautionary. Uh what's it called? A prophylactic? What's the word? Should he take something, Beaver? The other I know other people have to take shit, right, Adam, when they come back, dewormer. Ask your team. I bet you they do. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. You don't he's, give a fuck. He's looking really. a little thin. He might need to check for worms. Yeah. What do you weigh right now, Adam? Uh probably like one seventy five. And how tall are you? Five nine. And when you were in peak CrossFit shape uh, as a young man, what was the most you ever weighed? One ninety. No shit. One eighty five. One eighty five to one ninety, somewhere in there. You think you had ten more pounds of muscle on you in your heyday? For sure. For sure. Where did in your ass or in your chest or shoulders or? Not not one spot, just all over. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You you feel better now with that with that off you? Uh. And I feel awesome, man. I feel great now. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I feel I feel better if I'm gonna go do an adventure race or run a long ways for sure. But I don't feel better when I put a heavy barbell on my back, you know. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But I feel yeah, it's I feel awesome. It, it's great. Uh, Bernie Gannon, uh, I like Sevy. Uh oh, here it comes. But remarks like that would disqualify him from my adventure race team. No, not that, at all. That that makes it more fun. You need you need some of that. You know, you're you're um, someone who's just paranoid, scared. No, someone that just like keeps it light and fun. It's uh, you know, like somebody that can tell stories and uh, keep people awake in the middle of the night. That that type of thing. David Weed, uh, Se- Bernie Sevon can't even start a fire. That's that's true. Can't, can't. You can bring a lighter. I can't change. I could ride a bike. I can't even change a flat. Anything crazy like that? Any flat tires? Any like uh, like was there any any equipment malfunctions? Um, like a, a, you're at twelve thousand feet and the fucking zipper on your jacket breaks and you're like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, stuff like that all the time. We didn't have any like a uh actually yeah, we did have a we did have a bike tire that went flat multiple times. Uh had a we had a derailleur hanger that broke uh on uh, on one athlete's bike. And so that was a yeah, that was a process to kind of figure that out and get it fixed. Um because it was kind of working, but it just wasn't optimal for a while. And and so every time you got a flat, someone someone you would get off and and, and um uh patch it. You had a patch kit? Oh, we had a patch kit. This one was actually just a valve stem that wasn't seated properly. And so we run uh, tubeless tires that just have basically like a liquid glue in there. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. If, if they do uh, puncture, hopefully if the puncture is small enough, they'll kind of seal themselves up. But yeah. this one uh, wasn't getting a good seal on the valve stem uh, like on day two or three, something like that. And so it was constantly just having this slow leak. It just got some like some of that glue – that's inside of the tire as a liquid kind of got like gummed up and hardened and just didn't, didn't let it create a good seal on the valve stem. So you guys brought your own bikes. Yeah. Yeah. You bring your own bikes for sure. God, this thing sounds expensive. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not an easy sport to get into like just the amount of gear that 
it's it's insane the amount of gear that you have uh, uh honey uh, uh i know the credit card bill is 5900 this month but but i'm going to that adventure race <laughs> exactly. yeah, i'm gonna leave you alone with the kids for six days i'm gonna be worthless the two days before and the two days when i get back yeah, yeah. I, I know our insurance went up this month i told them i was going to mexico went up an extra hundred dollars a month but, but yeah all right i love you bye this is spot on this is spot oh, on dude, <laughs> my wife laura the day before she's like hey have you got that that insurance yet the special insurance for like crazy injuries in foreign countries you know, yeah like, not yet. i'm like oh no i know you sent me that link and she set it up for me so yeah that's exactly oh my god your conversation you're having is, is spot on why are you doing stuff like this? Do you have that itch? Why are you doing this? Why, why can't you just be like get a, a Peloton and just like like pick the uh, scariest bike rides in the world and just do a couple – do Tour de France. That seems more up your alley. Get a Peloton. Just They probably have a button that says the Tour de France, and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to do the Tour de France here in my living room. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just <laughs> wires. You know, it's funny because like – I uh, I did a training ride before the the race started that was like 145 miles on a mountain bike and it took it it took a long time and I ha- I have a concept two bike in my garage and dude I have so much trouble being on there for 30 minutes you know or an hour it, it feels it feels so long to be on there right. for an hour right but when you're outside and you're moving and you're you know you're n- negotiating different terrain and you're seeing stuff at, like it's just different. It's, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what, like, why do people climb mountains? Cause they're there, you know, cause you right. um, and the, the, yeah, just that, the challenge of doing something that scares you a little bit, that makes you uncomfortable. Um, the, you know, the, the results on the other side of that are, are so cool, you know, and the, the ability to see places that, and do things that you just never ever could do otherwise. And doing that with, uh, with four of your best friends is crazy. Just, it's, uh, it's something that is hard to describe, but like, man, I'm just grateful to be able to do it. it I, I will say this. It, it, there's a four page write up. I don't know if it's public anywhere, but you sent it to me and it sounds like a better time than any concert or, uh, you know, Palooza event in the desert or any, any of that or, or burning man. Like, it sounds like, like, it sounds like you got your money's worth. It sounds like an absolutely fucking epic, epic adventure. And, and some of the, the, the footage I've seen from links on YouTube of people jumping into water holes and, and the can, uh, going in those canyons is nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. And that's, that's, uh, yeah, everybody has different things that they like really enjoy or, you know, light them up, fire them up, make them feel alive, you know, and, uh, and, and competition is, a, is an amazing place to have that experience and to do that with other people. And, uh, this sport just for me takes that to another level. It's, uh, yeah. It's, so you're going to keep doing it. Adventure racing is your thing. Now you're an adventure racer. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I gotta get approval from Lauren for the next one. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's something actually I did one with my kids this summer. Um, it was maybe uh, four or five hours long, and they got to do it. And and it's really just a glorified scavenger hunt, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, they they had it. They had like a kids and family version of it, and they like again, my kids were scared to do it because they've only seen like these five day grueling events. But then we got out there, and you know they're finding checkpoints, and some of their checkpoints were like a snack or a toy or whatever, and. and before it even ended, they're like, dad, when can we do this again? 
So yeah, there, there's something about it. And to be honest, we actually, we included a race in uh, the CrossFit for Vancouver championship event five was mm. an adventure race with a, a 75 minute time cap. And we went out there on Sunday morning to this kind of like trail system. Uh-huh. And I gave all the athletes, we gave all the athletes a map um, the night before we uh, went over all of the, the ground rules and at check-in on Sunday morning, it was dark. It was, uh, it was really cold and it was raining really hard. So this was day two of competition. It, it ended up, uh, you know, it, people are tired. Not everyone was having a great time when they started. Yeah. I cannot tell you the number of athletes that were like, that was the most fun, uh, cross oh. event that I have ever done. Oh, like they, oh. they were stoked. And it's like, it makes sense, right? Because the way CrossFit started, it wasn't meant to be bottled up in a gym. It wasn't meant to be like that. Our athletes are only good at thrusters and pull-ups, right? It's, it's meant right. to be a lifestyle of, of fitness that allows you to be successful in whatever, um, you know, physical demands come up. And so adventure racing is just kind of, for me, it's a, it's an ultimate test of like the physical element of, I mean, just like being able to endure. Uh, there's, there's the mental element of, of like, you're going to be uncomfortable. There are going to be some really difficult, um, situations mentally. And then there's also the cognitive ability to like navigate, you know, and, and read maps and figure out where you are and where you're going. And so it's like just this, uh, this really unique test of, of different elements that for me, I feel like my entire life I've kind of led, led to be able to do stuff like this. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. So yeah, it was cool to did, share. Did, that. did you have to change your training at all to prepare for this? Did you, I guess you said you did 145 miles on a, uh, on a mountain bike, but is, is a, is a, is a really good CrossFitter ready for this? Uh, yeah, you want to get some, you want to get some longer runs some longer training in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like time on your feet. Like you're going to be on your feet for days and days. So you want, but, but to, to be fair, uh, myself and, uh, and one of my best friends ski, we, we do the, the class at CrossFit Fort, Fort Vancouver five days a week. And then we do something outside on the weekend, right? So CrossFit is definitely our foundation, but there's a lot of skill elements to the sport, you know, uh, yeah. Climbing, mountain biking, that type of stuff that, that you need to be prepared for. Uh, the name of the race is, uh, I hate your mother. No. La Ruta Madre. La Ruta Madre. It's a Mexico's toughest race. It might be the world's toughest race. It's nuts. Um, are you going to publish uh, the, the write-up you did on it anywhere publicly? Oh, shoot. You should because other people who want to do the race are going to want to read it. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll send it to those guys. They Maybe they'll put it on the website. You, you know you know what I mean? It's like, well, it's I'll, like publish it on, I'll publish it on CrossFit4Vancouver.com. I'll put a, yeah, I'll put a full, uh, blog article on there. Because you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like if you know someone who's like, hey, I got ingrown toenails. So you start searching on Google for people who have ingrown toenails, what to do. It'll be someone will type in La Ruta Madre. What does La Ruta Madre mean? Your mother hates you? It's got to be something. Route. I hope it's something nasty. What is it? Mother route. Mother. Oh, that's yeah. not nasty. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping that anytime I see the word like mother, if it's the toughest race, it should be like your mother hates you. <laughs> um, um, Tell me about this, uh, this, this dude. Who got the needle in the calf? Yeah, I got it. I got a needle. That was you? That would happen to you? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – that's a story in itself. Yeah, can you tell me that story? Like build up to it, what you guys were doing, what day it was, how much you had slept, were you hungry, and and, kind of how you stumbled across this thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also, man, it's a good time to just to share the the amazing generosity of the the Mexican people that we met. Like that's like when I think about this race, yes, it was it was epic. Uh yes, it was grueling, but what like what I'll remember forever is number one, just the the scenery of of that part of Mexico. It's called Nuevo Leon Nuevo Leon. Um the race was uh headquartered in Monterrey, which is actually a, a city of five million people. Wow. Outside of that city is just incredible mountains, like huge summits, uh, deep canyons. It's absolutely, yeah, that's right outside of town. And so um, the the topography, the scenery around there is is amazing. And it's super rugged. You're not going to find a flat spot anywhere. Once you get outside of town, you're either going up or down. Okay. So, um, we started uh, uh, we started day two. We were biking. We got to a, a transition area, um, and we were uh, we had a big mountain to climb over called La Saboya. Uh, just imagine uh, probably five thousand feet of, of vertical climbing over uh, really rugged terrain. Um, and we climbed like volcanic up rugged. Like, is that what you mean? Like volcanic, like jagged rocks and just shitty, just nowhere yeah, to put, yeah, put yeah. flat. Exactly. But it's not volcanic. It's actually like just ranges. I get into geology. It's just ranges like parallel mountain ranges. Okay. Yep. Really high. So we, we climb up La Saboya and it's getting, it's get, it's probably, uh, it's probably midnight. Uh, something like that. It's getting dark as we're getting close to the top on day two or the second night. So we're about maybe, uh, like right around uh, 40 hours into the race. Nobody sleeps on the first night because it's just, if you're sleeping, you're not moving. So First night, all the at least all the top teams are just racing through the night. And by the second night, that's when you start to get kind of tired. So we're working our way to the top. Yeah, you can see all those mountain ranges. Yep. So we're working our way to the top of this mountain, La Saboya. And the, there's, there's other teams around us. Um, we're not alone at this point. There's other teams around us. And you see teams that are just like stumbling, right? You're going up steep terrain. There's not like one trail. It's kind of like choose your own path type of terrain. Um, just kind of scrambling up rocks and, and, uh, like game trails and stuff like that. And some teams are just literally like laying on the ground, uh, sleeping, you know? And we got to the point where, uh, we had a couple teammates that were getting tired and, uh, we had a, I remember we had a, an interaction that was like, Hey, we should probably try to grab a nap. And, uh, ski was between like, you hey. and the teammates, between you and your teammates. Yeah. Cause when, when, when you start getting really like really tired you're not really moving efficiently you're taking wrong turns you're like moving slow you're stumbling you're you know what i mean it's just not it's not smooth so sometimes uh you know grabbing a quick nap is is the best uh the best fix for that so ski's like hey let's get 30 minutes andrew's like 20 minutes ski's like 30 20 so we're like okay i'm gonna set my alarm for 25 minutes so i set my alarm for 25 minutes just like laid down on the side of the trail and uh i woke up i mean he fell asleep right like away. literally laid like you just go in the fetal position on your backpack just on a piece of dirt yeah, like there could be scorpions or snakes or anything there i don't know it didn't matter okay. it was cold it was cold yeah, okay. it was really cold okay, okay. so um i woke up because i was cold and then like 30 seconds later the alarm on my watch went off so i was like okay here we are just like rattle the cages of uh of the other three and off we go and we get to the top of this mountain, we get down the other side and there's this little village called La Saboya. And there's maybe like, I don't know, three, 
three or four little like structures. Imagine like the size of a, almost like the size of a kitchen or bathroom. Okay. And, uh, this one, this one team was like, Hey, they got water. They got water here. So you guys can refill. And, uh, so we go, yeah, yeah. It's just this. Okay. Are people, do people live in those? That's a, yeah. Okay. So there's more than three. <laughs> there's a, yeah. Okay. So there's a few little houses there. Can you zoom in on that? There's not much. There's not much. And it looks like it's just in the middle of nowhere. Oh my gosh. There is nothing around there for miles and miles and miles. There's no electricity there. I'm taking, is there electricity there? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, there's, there's this team. They're like, Hey, these guys got water. So they invite us into their, into their house, which is actually just a, it's just a kitchen. I think it's like a cook shack. Uh they're, They're like bedroom is in one of those other little, um, yeah, like, uh, like shack. Damn, damn. And so we go in there. There's two other teams in there, uh, two other Mexican teams already in there, plus the two people that live there. So there's 14 of us in this tiny room. And a couple of those guys know English. And it's one in the morning or something? What time is it? It's 2.30 in the morning. Okay. And uh, Jesus and Franca that live there, uh, they don't know any English. I mean, they they just, I mean, they've been living on the side of the mountain for the whole their whole life. And somebody, one of the Mexican uh, racers is like, hey, if you guys are hungry, just let them know. They'll, they'll make you some food. And we're, we're like, like in the States, when you're doing a long adventure race, like, dude, you ain't going into somebody's house and they are not eat food there. Can you eat food there? What if you get like diarrhea or something or Montezuma's revenge or some shit? Yeah, it's, it could happen. But I mean, at that point, it, you're just yeah. we're, we're like overwhelmed that these people are like inviting us into their house at two 30 in the morning. Right. And then they're going to cook us some food. Like it's, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then Franca cooks up like this. Uh, she's got refried beans. She's got those little potatoes, like, like cut up papitas. She's got tortillas. Oh, and she's papitas, got literally the yes. best scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got the best scrambled eggs I've ever had in my entire life. Like they, I don't know. She put some kind of like chili in them. So they were spicy, but not like overpowering. And, uh, and it's just basically like, she's just feeding racers. And, and there's just kind of this like culture of like, hey, we got your back. We'll take care of you. And yeah. Then, uh, before we leave, we gave them some pesos. Um, the guy's like, "Hey, just pay her whatever you feel like." And so we had uh, we had some some pesos in the backpacks, and just like, you know, tell tell them thank you. It, like it was it was the the, the hospitality, the generosity. Because these people, you can imagine, they don't have, you know, the they don't enjoy the the everyday, you know, uh, convenience. You're you're probably the only excitement they have had there in ten years. You might be the only. You, I'm trying to think of anyone else from the West has ever even been in this village. Dude, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, it's completely off the beaten path. I didn't see one road there that looks like you could even get there by vehicle. It must be just all off-roading vehicles that can get there. The, the roads, I don't know how a vehicle can even drive on these roads. We, we biked on them, and I'm, it's like, yeah, you're exactly right. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how. Hey, did you, uh, Paul wants to, Peters wants to know if you restocked your dildo with batteries. Did you buy any batteries there? <laughs> uh, we brought rechargeables. Oh, good. Okay, so yeah. you were fine the whole trip. Yeah, Don't worry. Is. Thank you, Paul, for your uh, concern. He's, yeah. well, he's yeah. good our batteries work in everything, right? Our headlamps, okay. uh, our bike lights, all that stuff. Hey, do batteries on headlamps last for six days? No, the batteries will usually last for about a night. So um, no, okay. Yeah, you bring enough with you to make sure that you have enough for your headlamp, and if it's a bike stage, your bike light, and then okay. um, when you get to the transition area, you got extra ones in the in the bins. Um, okay. So, so two 30 in the morning, you, 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 you guys cheat on the race and stop at a, uh, uh, at a restaurant and eat. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Us and uh, <laughs> that was the first time that I remember meeting the Silver Riders. Okay. Which is the team that we really became. Yeah, they were the ones that were like, "Hey, you guys can come on in and, and grab some food." You stopped at Denny's for some papitas and eggs. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Just order, <laughs> order the Grand Slam. Uh, yes. Yes. Best best meal of my life. And uh, yeah, we're in there for for long enough. Uh, they had like a they they must have had a well or like water coming down the mountain because we were able to refill our waters there. Um, and and then we took off. We took off at the same time as the Silver Riders to get down from the this mountain down to I would just call it like the River Valley, and that was where the next transition area was. It's called Los Encinos, and we take off and it's really tricky. The navigation is very difficult to get off the mountain. There's just like there's no trail. There's like it, it's it's really easy to get to start descending in the wrong place. And if you do, there's kind of no way out. You're going to get cliffed out or um, just kind of like. What's that mean? That you reach a point where you have to backtrack because it's just too big of a sheer drop? Exactly. Okay, yeah. dead end. Okay. Really rugged. So um, the Silver Riders, and it, was, and it was obviously it's dark at 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning. So they decided. What was the name of your team, Adam? The Cross- name of your team? CrossFit for Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. So this, we, we, we stumble around out there for a couple hours. The Silver Riders decide, hey, this this ain't worth it till it gets light. So they went back up to um, La Saboya to actually just like get some sleep and chill out and then try to descend this thing in the light when they can actually find where they should probably go. Um, we're like, okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna keep going for it. So we end up uh man, not making really any progress. It's probably smarter to to get some sleep in there because you're not really making any forward progress, but when it starts getting light, we do find uh, kind of the way down the mountain. And that leads to that cactus spine that you're talking about where I, uh, I like jumped over a yucca plant. And when I straightened my leg, it just stabbed into my calf. Um, and this, uh, it, For those of you who don't know who, what a yucca, I mean, a yucca plant's big. What were you doing jumping over it? It was the only way past it? They're crazy. Yeah, that was not, that was not a good idea. Yeah. So you, so one of those fronds went into you. Yeah. The end of that thing is like really woody. Yeah. It's like hard and woody. And so my leg just like straightened against it. And it's, it's not unique to get poked by stuff. Everything's. And it went through your pants. That thing went through your pants. Um, I think I was wearing shorts. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Again, I probably should have been wearing pants, but, um, yeah. So that thing stuck into your calf. It stabbed in and I could feel it break off right away. And that like you're getting poked by stuff all the time out there. Everything is sharp. So that's not unique, but this was different. Like I could feel right away that like something wasn't right. And so I like my, my brain is like no big deal. Just walk it off. And so I like went down the trail, like just a few steps before I was like, like dropped. Like I'm like, this is like, I could feel like where the spine was in my leg. I could feel like this physical thing in my leg. And then down into my foot was like, like stabbing, stabbing pain. Like, like this is day two of the race. You're 48 hours in. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably like 50 hours in this day. This is the morning, the third morning. Okay. And, uh, so I'm just like, almost like sick to my stomach. I'm like, this thing has got to come out right now. And ski can see the outline of it. And I'm like, dude, is it bleeding bad? No, it's not bleeding too bad. It's just like, you can see 
this thing went in and kind of went down and in, and you could see like that there's something in there. So a big splinter that's like the size of the tip of his pencil is now broken off in your calf. Yeah, like maybe an inch long. And so I'm Oh like, my God. I'm like, I'm like, ski, you gotta get that thing out. Yeah. And, you know, we have like a first aid type of stuff. We we we're like prepared to be out there. Um, but getting that spine out, even with the tweezers, is like you can't find the end of it. So he's like, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut into it. And uh the Andrew's like, ah, let's let's leave it there, let's not cut into it. Cause it's you know, you're just like what's the best thing to do right here? And I'm like, you got to get that thing out. Like I, th- there's no other option. So ski takes a pocket. Because the pain is driving, it's hit a nerve or something. It's in yeah. your, and you have a sensation even where it's not like the bottom of your foot's all fucked up from. Yeah, no, it's more, like the, it's more like the outside of my foot, like below my ankle and like my Achilles, like deep Achilles tendon, like way down. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Whatever it hit, it's, it's, I don't, I don't care about where the spine is at. It's the, yeah. it's the nerve pain or whatever down below that. Here's some ideas, by the way. Uh, Jamie Latimer uh, says put some Robitussin on it. Yeah. That is- uh, David Weed said you should have peed on it. So just some – if you would have had them as partners, if you're looking for partners, they're very solution-oriented. You know what? Hey, we're always looking for for, for teammates, uh, you know, so yeah. I'll, I'll keep those guys on the list. I, yeah. Anyway, Ski cuts in there. He cuts through the skin. He cuts in. He's like, hey, I'm through the fat. I'm, I'm into the muscle. And he can see the outline of it, but it's always like – a layer deeper. Like he can't get a when hole. you say he cut through it, what did he use? He had a like a just a fucking Swiss Army knife? Yeah, it's a dull pocket knife. It's, oh it, it, it's like a gas station pocket knife. Yeah. It, it's not a new one he got for this trip. It's like something he's had around. No, it's like a new one from a from a gas station. Like just a little tiny one. Oh my god. It's, it's not heavy. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. I could find it probably in my garage. But, oh, you got to keep it? You got to keep it? No, we all had one. We we all had oh. like all these little oh. ones. Yeah. So, dude, he like he's going to town. It's it's like I'm I'm just like laying on this rock and he's trying to get it out. Eventually they're like, "Hey, we're going too deep." Uh Yeah. You're yeah, nothing that fancy. Nothing that fancy. No, no, it wasn't that fancy. It just had a blade, nothing else on there. And, I uh, have that one right there, by the way, on my keychain, but I have the one with nail clippers cuz my kids oh, yeah. do jiu-jitsu, so you got to have nail clippers everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. And those scissors, those are nice. Yeah. Should have had that one. Yep. Next time. You wish, so, I bet you wish you had some peptides on you, some TRT, some steroids, some EPO. You take any drugs for this? Do they drug test? Did you take a little EPO? Give yourself a little extra endurance? <laughs> dude, I took some uh, ibuprofen and leave after that. You did? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, they bandaged it up because they couldn't get it out. So, but what about the pain? You can't walk. The whole reason why you stopped is because you couldn't walk. They have no choice. They have to get it out. Dude. And that and that's that's how I felt. But then they're like, we can't keep cutting deeper to go get this thing. It's because it's like working its way deeper for some. I don't know why. It's like I yeah. thought we could just get it out at first, but like it wasn't happening. So yeah, um, they bandaged it up, and we need to be at the bottom of the valley at eleven o'clock because if you don't make that time, basically it's a race cutoff. So if you don't make that time, they're like, yeah, race organizers have already decided ahead of time that if you don't make it there by eleven o'clock you're not going to have enough time to, to finish the race. So you got to basically then yeah, scale into a short course. So we like, yeah, just scale it, scale it. God. Yeah. And, and, and you don't want to do that. Then you're pissed. You feel oh, like a no, that's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that would take, yeah. yeah. That's, that's worse. That's like doing masters at the games. That, <laughs> no, no, that's it. It's like worst, not, worst. Yeah. 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 So worst. sorry, Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. I take that back. Jamie Latimer. Sorry. 
So we do just like stumble down the mountain. Uh, we had 1500 meters to descend still when that happened. And we realized that we had, um, three hours. So we needed to descend 500 meters an hour on a like, pretty gnarly terrain. Ski took my pack so that I wasn't carrying weight uh, anymore. And 500 like, meters an hour. God, that sounds so easy. Like even I could do that. Yeah, it does. It, you know, it's not, it's uh it's 15. I could, I could bear crawl 500 meters an hour. Yeah. Don't, don't think of it as distance. Think of it as like, that's the vertical. So like 1600 feet. Okay. Is, okay. It's 500 meters, something like that. Okay. I mean, it just um, must be nasty. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's, yeah, it's super rugged, but I do remember seeing like, you're looking at the river Valley and the top of the mountains nearby you are like 8,000 feet of, of like difference between the bottom and the top. Like it's, it, we don't have, like, I've never been around something like that that just has that amount of like, you know, relief from the bottom of the valley to the top. I think, uh, you know, El, what's El Capitan? It's like 3000 feet or something like that. This is like huge it's massive it's like dwarfs hard. that dwarfs that shit yeah i mean it's just it's crazy it's not i mean it's not a vertical face like el cap that's super impressive like yosemite is amazing too like but so do you get to a checkpoint and they pull that thing out no we get to the transition area there's a race medic we tell him about it he's like okay um and is it still hurting oh it's like it's it's bad it's ruining the race for you it's ruining um, your time you can't even yeah, have fun I'm, not, like, I'm just like like my mind is saying like there's no way that you can keep going. And then my body, and then you're like, no, just take one step. Just like do the next step, do the next step, take the next step. So I get there, the race medic, uh, he doesn't know any English. So the race director was there. He was doing the interpreting and, uh, I lay down on the ground and he, he goes in, he takes off the bandaging and he goes in with a scalpel into the hole that ski had made to try to get yeah. out. It's fine. Well, yeah. by that time, my leg is like crazy swollen. So, he he digs in there. This is this goes on for literally an hour. He he uh Adam, did you bring antibiotics? Do you have any do you have any like drugs or anything? No. No. So he's uh this dude has rubber gloves on, but the race director's like he's he's poking in there with like just like with his hand. That and, it, it, would you take in the future, would you recommend antibiotics for a team? Uh like, what if you got diarrhea explosive yeah, diarrhea or anything? Yeah, I got some. I got some. But you, he uh he cut another hole in my leg to try to get it out and when I look back, I could just see he had this forceps like an inch and a half into the back of my leg, like just digging. I mean, just going to town. Well, this went on for an hour and he's like, Hey man, we got to take you to a hospital because did he, did he inject you with anything to numb it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did some kind of like local anesthetic in my calf. So this okay. was, this was, uh, I'm not going to pretend it was like, Oh yeah. Raw dog. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but it, it was, um, this went on for an hour and same thing. He couldn't get it out. He's like, we got to take you to hospital um, to, to get this thing out. And I'm like, Nope, we're going to like, what are the other options? And so you heard him be like, look to the guy and go hospital. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, this, the, no, no senior. He was talking to me in English. Oh, oh. so then, uh, no hospital, no, no El hospital. I'm like, nope, we got a race. So he, he, uh, he stitched up both of the, both of the incisions he made. And, um, with the fucking wooden thing in there still with the pencil lead in there. Yeah. Yeah. So he stitched it up and then, uh, he, he wrote on this piece of paper, he wrote me a prescription and told me to go to, uh, he wrote on there. L fucked. 
No, he, he wrote a prescription for this animal. That was fucked up, oh. We were going to be in this, we were going to go through this village, like, on, because the next stage was a bike stage. So we were going to go through uh, El Reones. And yeah. uh, he was like, stop at this pharmacy and give them this paper and they're going to give you uh, an antibiotic. Steroids. Yeah. Trent. Yeah. So, dude, so I was on antibiotic by that night. How does this thing eventually come out of you? I don't know. I, uh, it's still in there. It's like, uh, it's, it's weird because when I got home. That's what I told my wife, by the way, <laughs> last night. I was like, when's this? I was like, it's still in there. Chill. Be chill. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know, man. I, I was, uh, when hey, I dude, I stepped on a puffer fish. I, w- I went to I went to Mexico one time as a dirty hippie just with a pair of shorts and nothing else. Yeah. And I was on the beach. It, it was fucking hot as shit. Not even the locals. They couldn't believe I was barefoot. I'd, I was I was like five seven. I had two inches of fucking dead skin on the bottom of my foot. You know what I mean? From being barefoot for two years. Yeah. And there, and there was it was a fishing village. Just not a fishing village. It was a fishing family in the middle of nowhere. And I stepped on a fucking puffer fish, and the fucking needle went through that. And I could I could walk on fire. No shit. The needle went through the bottom of my foot into in in there right and my whole fucking leg went numb even though it was a dead puffer fish my whole leg went numb and i couldn't get it out about a year later one day i'm looking at the bottom of my foot and this fucking over like a three or four day period this hole opened up on the bottom of my foot and i just barely pushed on the bottom of my foot and this fucking puffer needle thing fell out dang but it took like a year i wonder if your body's gonna push this thing out eventually i think so I think you so. know what I mean? Like one day, just a hole's gonna open up on the back of your calf, and it's just it like makes like a, the body's crazy. But eventually, but it took a year to put for my body to push it out. I think that's what's gonna happen because like I I did go. I've actually gone to a couple people once I got home. Yeah, well, I sent a picture to my friend that's a nurse, and um, yeah, the surgeon was like, "Hey, like you gotta you gotta go in because that looks like compartment syndrome." Because my leg was huge by the time like I could race, and it was. It was, Did it hurt? Did the pain ever go away? No, it like the 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 nerve pain down into my my foot is like. Is it still there? Yeah, yeah, it, it, and so like, it's gotten better. Oh, we need to start a GoFundMe. No, I went to the doctor. That's the thing. I've, I've been there, <laughs> and uh, you know, one doctor was like, "Hey, I think we're going to go like do more damage to go take it out since it's yeah. like in a nerve," and then. The other one was like, hey, we can get it out. So I was like, shoot, I don't know what to do. And then the other the third one is like, hey, let's leave it in there for another week and we'll get you we'll get an MRI and just get more information. So that that's where I'm at right now. Um, I wonder what Rich Froning would do. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> he probably oh, wouldn't have got it in himself in the first place. But Hold that part is yeah, all he he'd, he'd have cleared the yucca. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. He would have just went further. Yeah. You're lucky it wasn't some fucked up. I, I think yucca might have some like medicinal value too. Maybe you're just getting a big old dose of med- a good thing it wasn't like some poisonous plant, right? Although those thorns are obviously on there for a reason to do exactly that. Dude, like don't yeah. fuck like that's telling everything around me, don't fuck with me. I got a thousand thorns on me. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder how many people have been penetrated by that plant, dude. Not a lot. No, a lot, a lot. It happens you a think? lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that this one happened to go into the nerve and it got so deep that it like. Oh, you'll have, you'll never have to worry about diabetes or high blood pressure ever again. There's chemicals in that that reduce swelling and help with diabetes. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. Get you won't be able to walk ever again without pain, but don't worry. You're... I'll get off my diabetes medication. Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that, that happened, but the race, like, yeah, 
the ra- the race went on and it was uh yeah it 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 was awesome we we like uh yeah i think we all just are changed because of it you know what i mean like you're definitely changed <laughs> l- l- let me ask you a, uh one more question about the race that you ta- that you said in there um th- at one point there are these checkpoints you mentioned where you have to go and there's a special hole punch and you punch your shit to prove you're there. Yeah. And at one point you guys spent two hours looking for a checkpoint that doesn't exist. Oh yeah. That was frustrating. I would fucking kill someone. <laughs> that, that that's tell, tell me about that and tell me about the psychological experience. Do you guys have a power afterwards and be like, okay guys, as a group, let's just let that go and not be mad. Like, how do you get past that? You don't even really give no. it any, you don't give it any of your attention because it's out of your control. It's just like, Hey, there's, you know, it, it was unfortunate because this was on the, we were, we were paddle boarding across this lake. The checkpoint should have been very simple to find. It was super windy. So it was, it was difficult. And this was the next night after uh, La Saboya. And um, it was hard to stay together there because like some people were getting blown around by the wind. Uh, and I, basically we were in this lake where there was trees in the lake. You were walking or paddleboards? Paddleboarding, but there's like, there's like the lake, the level of the lake. I don't know how this happens, but like the level of the lake is like at the top of like a bunch of trees. So there's like almost like an orchard that's underwater. Yeah, just trees, like skeleton trees everywhere. So it's really eerie, crazy. So you're in a marsh. I'm thinking Florida Keys. You're in a marsh. Alligators, crocodiles? Uh, no. Uh, Coral snakes though. Coral snakes. Coral snakes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Poison venomous snakes. Okay. Uh. And yeah, we get, there was a volunteer at this place because it was like a transition area. So we, we get out there across the lake. When you say volunteer, no habla inglés. Uh, no. Uh, so a little bit. Yeah, a little poquito, bit. Poquito, poquito. Poquito, yeah. Poquito. So, Muscle manos. Yeah, exactly. That much. We get to, uh, we get to like where the checkpoint should be. Man, it's not, it should be like a 15 minute out and back. I don't realize how long we're out there, but we go back and I tell this guy like, hey, the checkpoints is not that like like where is who makes the call it's, it's not paddle out to this tree where they're supposed to be hanging a tree that's in the middle of water there's supposed to be a checkpoint there there's not who makes the call to abandon it because because now you know if you abandon that checkpoint you're fucked who makes that yeah call we didn't abandon it but i wanted to go back to the volunteer and be like hey what's up is there really a checkpoint out there so and, you have uh, to make the decision you're already exhausted hey i have to fucking paddle back now across yeah. this lake or this marsh and talk to this guy who yeah. doesn't speak english hey where the fuck is the checkpoint yeah and, and you good, know that there's a good chance he's gonna be like i can't tell you it's out there asshole yeah yeah exactly exactly so um yeah but in in this case like he was like it's i think he said something like 50 meters from the other shoreline or something like that um Anyway, he's like, yeah, it's like 50 meters in the middle of the lake on the other shore. Anyway, he gives me these instructions. I look at literally paddle back out there. Um, teammates are like in different levels of like being tired and like we're not all like right together at this point. But I'm like, I looked on every freaking tree. Like there is there's no checkpoint there. And uh, so we're out there for a couple of hours. Uh, come back again. Like, dude, the checkpoint's not there. And by that time, the race official is there as well, the referee. Yeah. And, and another guy that knows English and Spanish. And he, Like the Adrian Bosman of the race has shown up. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm. So I'm like, hey, CP16, it's not there. Like, yeah. I can, I can promise you it's not there. We were 
I'm hundred percent sure that we were where it should be on the map and it, it doesn't exist there. And the, the one of the volunteers goes, Oh, we, and, and just imagine like it's big waves. So it's like, yeah. scary. like we're not actually standing up on our paddle bulge by this point. We're like knee boarding because the yeah. wind will move you too fast. So, um, and you're just getting sprayed the whole time and it's cold. It's freaking cold at night. And I'm like, Hey guys, this checkpoint's not there. And <laughs> this volunteer goes, Oh yeah. The last team that went through there said that they, that it was blowing around in the wind and they tried to fix it and, they, and it blew away. And I'm like, how the fuck does it blow away? It should be like a steel box or something. Hombre. It's like how do you say wind in Spanish? How do you say wind? Mas. How do you say wind? Ho- wind? Hov? What's know. wind? Mas yeah. windy. Checkpoint. No bueno. No mas. No mas. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, after we had looked at so. You know that that could be frustrating. Yeah, viento. Uh, uh, what, oh, viento. Ma is windy. Uh, yeah. I say viento. Yeah, super windy. So, yeah. el yeah. facto, sario. Yeah, so, but but at least for me, the feeling wasn't like, oh, we got aft. El jodido. Oh, like uh, like dildo. El el jodido. Fuck. <laughs> like my my immediate reaction when they told us that was like. Because the, the the erase referee, he was like, hey, you guys, because that checkpoint's not there and you guys were out there, we're going to give you credit for the point. The thing is, is you can't get these fucking knuckleheads. You not only, like, lose two hours, but you lose two hours of energy that they can't give you back. That was that was rougher, yeah. Yeah, that's the part I'd be, like, throwing a temper tantrum. But I guess if you're a good racer and you got a strong mind, you just push, you just go. Dude, and the next, the next, the next thing we did, do you know what a cenote is? It's like no. a, it's like a giant a line of blow, line of blow, <laughs> giant sinkhole in the ground. Okay. So we we bike, we get back on it, we get off paddleboards, get on the bike. People are cold by this point because everybody's wet, and yeah. we have like a seventy meter rappel down into like a giant cave slash hole filled with water. Yeah. And, uh, and then you gotta ascend that on a single line, like, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful! Wow. Yep. Yeah, there's a giant. Yep. So basically, you're gonna. You're going to ascend or descend. So rappel down on a single rope and then get out of the water and then ascend on a single rope. It's probably Justin Medeiros. Justin Medeiros could have climbed that with all three of you on his back. hundred percent. Yeah. No problem. So yeah. And there was actually the team that was ahead of us. They never got out of that hole. They got too cold and like couldn't ascend. So they got pulled up with a winch. Hey, did you have to help rescue that team? Uh, we did help. We didn't have to, but we did. Yeah, we did. So you stopped the race and helped rescue the team that was winning. No, no. What happened is they were there before us. It's a great story. Just go with it. (laughs) Their guys got too cold. So like they legit couldn't, I mean, ascending 70 meters on a rope, like it took, it took anywhere from like 20, 20 to 20 minutes to maybe like some people took an hour and a half to get up this rope. I mean, it's, it's really, demanding. but, but you, but you did help them. You did help pull them up. Yeah. There's like basically like a hand winch. So when they were, they were winching this guy up because he got too cold and he was just like not functioning. And so they winched him up and he was like near the top. It was dark. So I couldn't really see it, but I could see his headlamp and they were winching him up one inch at a time. So slow. And I didn't realize it, but there, I was on a different rope and uh, I had passed him, got to the top. And they were still like cranking them up, literally, literally with like this hand crank. Yeah. So I was like, ski, hop on there. And we just got on and like cranked as hard as we could for like one minute. <laughs> like just And got them up. 
No, we got we helped we, we got him a little ways up. We didn't get him all the way up. We just like we took a couple turns to give the volunteers that were doing the rescue uh, a break. Team. Yeah, it's all like. What if you all- just let go of the handle and like? <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure it probably had clicks right click I, I think i don't know i've never seen anything like it. it yeah it was uh mexico yeah it's mexico exactly and that's that's just kind of how the whole race yeah operates but you're you know you're you're in it with your teammates but also the other people out there you know that uh that are part of it so yeah dude oh, yeah incredible incredible uh race and experience overall god you must have been stoked to get to the airport and fly home yeah man by that long i mean dang you start to miss your kids and your family so much when did you tell your wife about the yucca stuck in your calf oh man i think i gave her heads up when i was on the way home yeah so you never had a fever or anything weird from that you never broke out like some infection nothing yeah dude i had fever every night on the when i got home oh yeah those are either ghosts from mexico or that yucca thing yeah i don't know i don't know Oh, okay. dude, in that in that giant cenote, though, my buddy, when we got to the top, was like, hey, did you see all those families living down there? And I'm like, no. He's like, yeah. Like down in the cave, there was there was kids and families and they were uh, they were cheering us on and they were they were down there. And dude, there was there was nobody down there. That's just so you know, know your team just hallucinated that. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is like not not uncommon, but it's super funny when it happens. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that's what it, like it gets weird. It gets weird out there. That's when it gets really fun. Uh Adam, uh thanks for coming on. Uh, La Ruta Madre. What a what a crazy journey. Thanks for sharing that. You're a fucking oh. stud. I always knew you were a stud, but this like man. Uh uh I I know you're a humble guy and, and you're not a um attention whore, but please if you're going to do events like that CrossFit Championship uh, at CrossFit Fort Vancouver, tell me uh, so we can talk about it and drive people to it. Dude, I'd I would love to do that. Thank you. you any way I can. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That'd be awesome. It's it's cool to see what uh yeah, just these athletes can do. And it, it was awesome to to be able to serve them in that way. So dude, thanks for having me on too. It was it was it's always it's always good to catch up and uh, tell some stories. Cool, brother. All right. Uh take care. Thanks for getting up early. And oh no, I guess for you it's not early. Uh thanks for um uh being here and uh we'll talk soon. Dude, thanks, Devon. Adam Knifer, uh CrossFit Fort Vancouver. Um, if you want to do crazy shit, contact him. Uh, because he's crazy. He was adorable. He's living he's living life to the most. God, you're adorable. Adam's the best. <laughs> I just woke up. I went to bed with like wet hair, and now I have like all this hair. There's um, a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, do you know what I found out yesterday? Just Tell me. Oh, it was so fascinating. I never heard this before. Because you know this whole beard thing, like it's I don't it just doesn't do it for me. Beards like this stuff? Beard? No, remember when you had that long ass beard forever and it was like this thing. And apparently not many (laughs) men can grow a beard. So it's like this flex thing where like I my beard's bigger than yours, you know. Oh no shit. Yeah. You know what's crazy is Jew dudes love me when I have that beard. Like like if I'm in New York, like Jew dudes nod you because it's like a because my shit just looks crazy like a Orthodox Jew. Yeah, yours is big, so like you get twenty percent off on diamonds. Mine is big, thank you. I lose it to catch that one. It's a lot. Mine is very oh, big. Gosh. I'm <laughs> Jeremy World, there she is. 
Oh, I love Jeremy. I think he's going to move to my area, he said. <laughs> I bet he is. Yeah, he is. Beards are makeup for men. I don't wear makeup, so I don't understand it, but okay. Uh, Sevy with a beard, 102 years old. Sevy without beard, 63. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Damn. Um, Damn. so, so my Instagram's gone. That's why we were uh, chatting this morning. So that's why you couldn't find my Instagram. Why? What happened? I Is don't know. The second time? Cause you had that other account. I bet you if James Neely was my, I bet you if James Neely was my, um, agent, that wouldn't have happened. It's cause I got a shitty, oh, Susan's my okay, agent. Wait. I got a shitty agent. Who's James Neely? Wait, who's the shitty agent? I want to know everything. Just Sousa. Just Sousa. Me. James Neely would never let Sporty Beth's uh, Instagram account go down. Slacking. I'm slacking. He's, oh. not guiding, he's not guiding me well, the Sousa guy. Sousa's amazing. What are you talking about? He's the best. Okay, fine. Yeah. What's one Instagram account? Look, I got a new one. I got a new one that's just oh. my name. I'm fucking cool as shit now. How did you get that back? Didn't you used to have that when we worked together? I did not, but now it's back with, I have seven followers. You have seven followers? Seven followers. Hey, and you know what's crazy is I don't follow really anyone because it's a new account. So there's like just nothing going on there. Oh, like, look at you. That hair, yeah. Sevi, is yeah. beautiful. Thank wow. you. I know. I have epic hair. I mean, that's like a Fabio picture. Yeah. That could I, be on the cover yeah. of like a Mills and Boone romance. You're not going to believe this, but I actually went down to the beach and posed for that for myself. I actually, that's, I, I that's not even candid. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. planned. <laughs> yeah, I went down to the beach, licked, I licked my lips, I put my head down. I took, that's probably like, I took like eight photos. <laughs> I chose that one. That's Did it. you use a filter? No, it's, it's, uh, I'm, wow. those, that's my actual skin, a beautiful oh, skin. I'm on God. California peptides, I'm on peptides, peptides. Oh, yeah. Nice plug there, huh? Yeah. My uh, my nails and my hair and my foreskin are crazy glowing these days. Okay, <laughs> you slipped that last one in there. CJC1295. My foreskin's never been healthier. <laughs> wow. Okay. Damn. Okay. Uh, just enough about my health. Let's talk about the health of uh, the people talking about health on February 2nd. No, sorry. No gang signs on this show, please. <laughs> uh, February 3rd, February 3rd uh, in Austin, uh, Texas. I, I also heard yesterday on the Weekend Review, Dave Castro promoting it. Dave's going to be there. I'm also hearing rumors that um, people there will be drinking Jocko Fuel. Um, really? Which makes, me, which makes me think that maybe Jocko might be there. I saw Nicole Carroll's going to be real? there. I'm just telling you, just things I rumors. I don't know I anything about that, but that would make me so happy. Not people drinking Jocko fuel, but if Jocko would be there, if Jocko is there. Well, he'll 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 be there drinking Jocko fuel. Yeah, he always oh, drinks no. it. Or he more. hasn't one of those oh, with more. the straws. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have like a little backpack or a hat? Do I really look like a tranny in that picture? Sometimes I look in the mirror and I think I look like a tranny. Sevy looks like he's in mid transition in that picture. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, I look, I'm kind of look like a woman. Uh, really? Jumped I don't know. Comment. I could never mistake you for a woman. All right, good. All right, get Ever. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You clip that, Caleb. <laughs> she could never. That's good for my brand. No one could ever mistake me for a woman. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. I want to be just a gross dude. Um. So 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 what? So the 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 summit. Um. Is filling up. I noticed, like, you added Nicole Carroll. We had uh, McCoy on here. He was great. We had Dr. McCoy on here. Amazing. Uh, who, uh, masters in bioethics. Uh, he's a, a physician, but but also he's a, he's a he's a, he's steeped in CrossFit. 
Yeah. Deeped. Deeped. He's and, a part affiliate owner. Yeah. He's has like a medical practice inside his affiliate. Like he's amazing. He's involved with the with the like the physician group out of CrossFit. He's awesome. And um and uh he's got something really cool going on, it looks like with Tia Toomey over there in Nashville. Oh, amazing. I know nothing about that, but yeah, we can it, it looks like up. it looks like he's doing something with his practice inside the proven camp. And the proven camp is beautiful. They just bought this big massive Six and a half million dollar building that they're decking out, and it, it's cool. I, I really liked him. I really, really, really liked him. I, I, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be great there. Um, and and you're here today to talk about. Are we giving something away? Yes, we are giving an amazing thing away. So we are okay. giving away two VIP tickets. Okay. Two workouts with Dave. Okay. He like hug Dave because he loves that. He does. And he's Dave very touchy feely. So touchy feeling. Like yeah, yeah. he loves long conversations and a lot of physical affection, right? Yep, 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 yep. Sharing so his all true moments. Sharing yeah. his He cares about what you think and, and how you feel, and he wants Absolutely. you to express him, yourself all to him. Yes. Opinions very yes. seriously. Loves feedback yes. on the yeah, program. Loves feedback. Oh my god. <laughs> Send him a, yeah. Yeah. He loves olive oil. He loves feedback on his olive oil. <laughs> loves, yeah i mean i'm trying yes. to get the olive oil there but who knows yes. like he just blanks those questions when i ask him i also oh, heard wait. you're giving away two there'll be a uh two uh corn uh, uh um uh hairstylist there who will be doing you can also corn win rose. your yeah. hair made just like dave's castro from the games uh when he had the cornrows <laughs> yeah i think Dave that's castro a great idea like. that's the Savon um exhibition spot that's your Her you're sponsoring that i'm so excited thank you so much for confirming that this morning the CEO yeah, very welcome. Very welcome. Uh, um, yeah. So the giveaway. Sorry, Sammy. Yes. Tell me. No, tell me. Two VIP tickets. So this is, these are VIP tickets. So you get special seating in the front and you get access to a VIP room. And so you will have more opportunity to network and possibly speak to the speakers. How much um, are those tickets if I just want to buy one? Seven fifty each. So oh, that in itself okay. is like 1500 Okay. So two VIP tickets. You have you get one night at Hotel Van Zandt, which is it's where we're hosting the event, and it's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. So one night stay there, and then you also get two workout tickets with Dave. Um, and all you have to do to enter this competition, go back to the first slide, is you have to follow me, Matt Thusa. You, the podcast, because I didn't know that you had this new account. And Dave, tag a friend that you want to go with. The more friends you tag, the bigger your chance of winning. And then share each slide to your stories. And we will be announcing the winner on Saturday, I think. Right, Matt? Yeah. Okay, so let me let me reiterate. Let me, let me ask you some questions here. Okay. Yeah, okay. So um, you need to – basically, guys, the most important thing here, it sounds like, is – this is this is a, a way to get promotion for the event. So do your yeah. part, and, and it could be a great win for you. Basically, you have to share all the slides in your story. So you have to take a, take a shot of that. You have to um, what what is it? You hit the hit that arrow and put post in story, and you have to do that four times because there's four slides. Correct. And then uh, and then and then do, and then how do we know that people have done that so we can make sure that they did that so that they're entered? Well, I'm just taking screenshots of every person's name who does that and that oh, they are doing awesome. it accurately. So if they don't share all four, I'm not taking a screenshot of their name. Okay, per perfect. Okay. And then when you say that there's two tickets to the VIP, is that two separate? There'll be two winners or one winner gets two tickets? 
one winner gets two tickets. Oh my God. That because, is awesome. Yeah. They essentially have to share. There's only one hotel room. And so we can okay. do the hotel room with two queen beds or oh. one king bed, depending if they're a couple or not. And um, yeah. And workouts with Dave. I mean, that's so fun. Dude, that's killer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and where are you going to pick the winner on Saturday? Here uh, on your show. Yeah. No shit. So a week from what's today? And that, it's a, we got three days. So from now until Friday, then after Friday, we'll have a little bit of time to go through, make sure the winner qualified. And then we'll jump back on real quick and announce who it's going to be. Um, I, I want to see, um, where's my phone? Do we have a guest on Saturday? No, but, okay. But we may have a, a Hunter and Hiller on. Oh, for Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a big show. It's a big hey, show. Karen, will you come on during that show and tell us who the winner is? If you'll have me. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh my god, you Hunter and Hiller on the show doing a giveaway will be absolutely nuts. Those shows are huge. Yeah. Hiller? Those guys are Those guys are crazy. Perfect. Well, I met Hiller once at the at the games actually. He was super sweet. He's yeah, a nice he's, man. He's, he's a very, very nice man. Yeah. Unless you get on his bad side. Oh, I don't I don't get on anyone's bad side. You don't. Unless it's really warranted then I do. Oh, I just got a text message saying my, my toothpaste is, is about to be made. Oh, my. The CEO toothpaste. I'm going to release oh. our first product. I've been wanting a product forever when? to, to uh, milk money off of the followers. I mean, to share with the world. <laughs> to make sure everyone has beautiful teeth. Yeah. Wait, Tiffy, when's this product going to be available? That's what Soon. I'm thinking, too. Soon. Soon enough. Soon. Like, I, I think in the next year. Oh. Before, after the behind the scenes come out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, so I will promote this every morning on the show now. So the things I need to talk about every day are the fact that um, about James Neely. I need to make sure that everyone knows that if you want an agent uh, who uh, – um, uh, I don't know what the fuck he does. If you want to be part of the victim mentality squad, uh, look up James Neely. Uh, Who's James Neely? In agency. But, but also um, if you want to go to the health summit, Please uh, also bring your A game. Yeah, bring your, bring a, your win, a game. Win the tickets and like force yourself to talk to strangers. Hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Milk the shit out of this if you get back there because these are going to be some high profile people. Don't be weird. Just be cool. Yeah. But, I don't but, mind but, weird people. Yeah. I love weird people. Okay, be weird. Fine. Fuck I'm it. Up Who for am that. I? Yeah. yeah. Don't, 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 don't let me put you in the box. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Sorry. Take that back. Strike that from the record. Fine. <laughs> Just be weird. Be wonderful. I love that. Yeah, be wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Matt will be there as well. And I mean, I know getting you anywhere is a real, um, it's almost like moving look, somebody across country. Look at this. Uh, Heidi's going to be there and oh, she's going to be she milking has. people. Heidi she's going to be phenomenal. And she's going to milk people. <laughs> In the standing position, which we talked about yesterday. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Exotic milker. Wow, um, right? Tell me, I want to run through this day really quick, Karn. You show up there on February 3rd in the morning, you register, and then tell me, walk me through the day. Okay, so the day, Dave's workout is the 12th, the okay. afternoon of the 12th. So you would have to arrive oh, How can it be the Friday. afternoon of the 12th? No, no, no. It's a, the, second. I mean, second, sorry. Second. Yeah, what's, what's, all, a, what's, like, a, what's a one amongst first. friends? Yeah, okay, okay. So, so you show up on the second, you work out with Dave. Correct. Then you show sleep in your the free second. hotel room that night. 
Correct. Then the next morning at and, 8. And then that, oh, sorry, one more thing. And then you're at the bar that night mingling with Gabrielle Lyons and McCoy and Rhonda Patrick and you and shit. And maybe see Sousa if you're Definitely lucky. me. Definitely me and Sousa. I can't make promises okay. for anybody else, but I okay. hope so, right? Oh, and I, I just bought, and I just bought Dr. Quad, Quadwo's book. So he'll Quadro. be mm. Yeah, Quadro. He's okay. the nicest man in the entire world. He is so much fun and so cool. So he's a he's a really really good guy. He will definitely be at the bar with us for sure. I heard he's paying for all the drinks. <laughs> he's a good dude. I heard you're paying for the drinks with your toothpaste sales. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna be a fucking toothpaste baron. If we get some there, we definitely got to put some out on a booth. I'll sell some toothpaste for us. Oh my goodness! First well, the, God, you have a nice body. God damn. Thank you. Is that Haley? Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Haley. She's, she's, she's wearing a sports bra and she's in my underwear at the coffee machine. She, my underwear, her sports uh, bra, we, my underwear. We might lose him. He might get melted. No, here. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Oh, sorry. So sorry. So Tuesday workout with Dave. No. no Friday, the, second, the second workout with Dave. The second workout Friday, with Dave. Every second, there's a workout with Dave and it's capped at only 50 people. We may open it up to a little bit more. Um, so Friday workout with Dave and then that night come to the bar and have a drink with Matt and I, and then we just threw that in there. And then the next day we have this full summit from eight until 5 PM. And we have all the speakers that you just showed on screen and we will be adding two panels as well that have not yet been announced, but that will be super cool. There will be exhibitors, so, um, you know, you will have the opportunity to, like, mingle with guests, and lunch will be served, and drinks the whole day. Well, not drinks, but, like, coffee, tea, water will be served the whole day. Um, the venue is absolutely beautiful. It's going to be a wonderful experience and a phenomenal opportunity to get to know like-minded people and learn from the best of the best in health and fitness. And, and if you have a VIP pass, you'll have access to where the speakers are eating lunch. And so you can see if Rhonda Patrick chews with her mouth closed while she eats a sandwich. I mean, isn't that why everybody wants to come? Because <laughs> I can is tell she, you she's not she going to be eating a is sandwich. Is she single? Is she single? No, she's married. She has the most phenomenal husband. Like, he's oh. amazing. Are, are any of those people single on, on the, um, any of the speakers single? No. No. None of them. We had a singles meetup. <laughs> I mean, no, we're not. Hey, is the, is the is the is the MC single? She is. She, she is. is. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah, Kasha. Here's the deal. I'm I'm gonna be. I'm choosing to consciously remain very single for a very long time. I recently tried online dating. It was a disaster. I think that just puts a target on your back. I, I will not date anyone. Oh yeah, bitch. Come well, it'll take on. a lot to win yeah, me over. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, right. bring your um, diamonds and emeralds in your best game, people. The MC <laughs> is single. Uh, do you know who did the website for me? Who? Leaf. The, this website. Yeah. And oh so my god, it looks beautiful. The description he had under my name was literally the worst description you've ever seen. In oh, he's a little bit life. of a robot. He's good at building <laughs> shit, but he's what did he say? Woman. <laughs> Woman, uh, author, author. Like, has been author of Sugar Free. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like once organized a conference in South Africa. Oh, like, shit. Kind of oh, shit. <laughs> 
Oh, I know. Look at cock. Uh, Karen will be married in three months. I know. I think. So. Okay, we can have a bet on that for sure. Let's do it. Oh, look at this. Uh, Paper Street Coffee is going to be there. Gabe and I will be there too. Holy shit. Polina's going to be there. She was one of the first people who purchased a ticket. It was, I love her and I yeah, love she's Paper great. Street. I'm actually drinking Tyler right now. He's my favorite. I don't mean to, um, uh, uh, I don't mean to fuck Gabe, but if you and Paulina is a special human being, anyone she, she like Gabe got her uh, to be part of the Paper Street brand. But man, if anyone can poach her, you want to work with her. This is a this is just, you know, like when you meet young people and you're like, oh, shit, this person is going to kill it. Yeah, she's got the work ethic, the smile, the personality, the presence she got. She's the whole package. She's cool. And she's a brilliant athlete as well. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On top of it all. Yeah. Gabe was be smart. A great. What you, that's code for. She'd be a great baby maker. Uh, well, mm. Genetics. She's like D. If you want a D one athlete, uh, yeah, there you go. Paul, Genetically, Paulina's fit. Paulina's your chick. Yeah. Listen, I'm not sure Paulina was up for us like trying to hook her up on the show. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying she's. Maker. I've seen her. I've seen her. She's if like if you're if you're a dude who's like halfway got good genetics, she'll make you a fucking professional athlete. Like this chick's like a. Uh, <laughs> She's a freak. Yeah, look at her. Yeah. Oh, and she's so nice. Yeah. She'll also be there. So part of the VIP I come up to her waist, by the way, people, if you're wondering. <laughs> yeah. Polina will be at us with us at the bar for drinks as well. Dude, Thanks, she's not Polina. old enough to she is not old enough to be at the bar, dude. <laughs> she's gonna hang out. <laughs> she's going through puberty still. How old is she? She's little. She's a little kid. I think she's like 20 or 21, right? Yeah, I she's don't think ready. she. Oh well, she probably can't drink more than two cups of coffee. She's sitting at the kitties table just outside. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> this will be an inclusive event. Kids can sit outside the bar. Look at look, look, Ortega knows. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan knows. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. I had no idea. Oh, no, she she's 21. She's 21. We're good. We're good. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, she says right I'm there. 21. Look she's at Karn's getting really nervous and shit. Yeah, I don't want to be arrested for something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even drink. So to have me arrested for having somebody else drink when I don't even drink would be awful. How long have you been sober, Karen? I'm in my Daughter. 20th year. So like I can oh, only come 20 amazing. once I've completed that year, this year. How, how stoked are you? It's the best thing in my whole life. Like I would have nothing if I didn't have my sobriety. And I say that with complete honesty. I would lose whatever I put in front of my sobriety, I will lose. I had a conversation about this yesterday. That's Explain incredible. that to me. My, my sister's 20 years uh, sober, I think. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. I know she's going to be like, I'm 21 and a half years. How dare you? She's going to call me in a minute. Um, uh, what, what do you mean? Explain it to me. You wouldn't have anything. Say, Explain that to me. Well, my sobriety is the most important thing of my in my life, right? If wow. I don't work my program of recovery and if I don't constantly work on my character defects by working, and I truly believe in the 12-step program, and better myself as a person, change my mindset, my attitude, um, call myself up on my bullshit, uh -huh. I will lose every opportunity that I have because uh -huh. I will go straight back into that active addiction that even if I don't drink, that um, you know, dry drunk behavior. Yeah. That is a true phenomenon, dry drunk. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. So many people don't drink, but they're still assholes. And so, you know, it's like, it's so important for me to constantly work on myself and put my sobriety first. And sobriety is not just not drinking. 
it's working on like working this 12 step program, like working on like making amends, taking stock of my day, being grateful, um, you know, everything. Oh, what does that mean? Taking stock of your day? It means at the end of the day, looking at my day and being like, well, what was I successful in? What, I, what did I suck in? Who do I owe amends to? What can I do better? And how, how do I let go of this day? And journaling that, like writing it down and then praying and saying good night and thank you and may tomorrow be a good day. Mm. You love that, huh? I, uh, it's just, I, when I think of you, I think of you as this person that, um, is, you don't like to talk shit about people. You have a lot of like, uh, you're, you're one of those people like, 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 like I've, there's this guy, James Neely, and I've been just finger in his anus for the last couple of days. And he probably, I don't, I don't know if he likes it or doesn't like it, but you wouldn't like doing that to someone. Because you're a nice person. Like I can tell you're the kind of person who does not want to hurt other people or like even like fuck around. Like you don't play, you don't play. Like if I've ever heard, like you're the kind of person who like if you yelled at your dog, you feel bad right away. Like you don't, you want to be, you, I think of you as a person who strives to be a good person. I don't think you I don't, strive don't, to be a good person. I think I genuinely am a good person. That's what I mean. That's what I, I mean. You keep suffer. yourself in check. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't suffer fools gladly. Like if you fuck with my family or my friends, like, yeah, you're well, out. Like, that's I the can thing. Oh, okay, let me read out that. And but I also see you as a warrior. So you're oh, a fighter, sure. but you don't want to hurt people. So you got kind of like this. Um, you, you got like I'm not really a fighter. Um, so I no, you're but, a lover. I think but you, you. But you're a survivor. Like you survive shit. Like if, if I was on the Titanic, I'd want to hold your hand when I jumped off. Like well, she ain't drowning. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like so much addiction like everything's rooted in childhood trauma. Like I've had a really, really tough life. Like it sounds and looks like it's been amazing from the outside, but the stuff that I've been through and have gone through, it's hard. What? Yeah. I said, that's what you get for being so hot. Good. Oh my God. Sammy. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> hey, you have a good relationship with your parents though. Yeah, I right? have a great relationship. Well, my mother doesn't remember who I am anymore, but apart she has from that, your mom has dementia. She was diagnosed with Parkinson's about six, about ten years ago, and then um, in the last year, it got really, really bad with dementia, um, Parkinson's induced dementia, and so she's in a home. Like my dad had to to send her, like book her into a facility where people can take care of her twenty four seven because he couldn't do it anymore. In South himself. Africa. Yeah, in Cape Town. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's why like this health message is so important because I think there's such a misconception about what health is and that we don't have to worry about it in our twenties and our thirties. And we only really have to start being healthy at the age of like 40, 50. And that's not true at all. You know, I think I was speaking to Nicole Carroll the other day about this concept of training for health versus training for fitness. Right. And so many of the games athletes and the really high ath like profile athletes, they train for fitness and you'll see them eating this awful junk food um, and they almost glamorize it. But those diseases, the diseases that show up later in life, they start, they are, they, their foundation is set when we are young, no matter how fit we appear to the outside. Mm. Like these things take so much time to manifest. And so I think it's so important for us to realize that being healthy um, is not just this like cyclical thing that we go through and like, 
doing carnivore every now and then or doing it. It's like this consistent behavior that we have to engage in to make sure that we are healthy for as long as possible. It's not about living as long as possible, right? So many people live a long life, but they have carers, they're hooked up to machines, they're in wheelchairs. Like what's the quality of life? I would rather live a shorter life and be healthy and active and be able to walk around, do whatever like fuels my passion than be like 92 years old, but have to have been looked after for 20 years. Oh, that would suck. The burden to society, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be burned on society. Anyway, so that I think what is what drives like this passion that I have for health and education and like why this conference is so important to me is because people have to realize that it starts like so early on and the only person who's responsible for our health is us. Right, no one right, else can right. do this for us. No amount of right. money, nothing. I mean, look at Steve Jobs, right? All the money in the world, like all the success in the world. And he he dies of an awful cancer and the suffering and stuff that he had to go through, you know? So it's it's this equalizer, this big equalizer. It doesn't matter your status, your creed, your financial um, abundance. Like it, it, it can take you out at any time if you don't focus on it constantly. I'd like to add this on there, though. Um, if you don't try, you won't get there. So it's like smoking. You may have to try 20 times. Good for you. Try 21st time. If you, if you you may need to try getting changing your lifestyle 100 times. And so you maybe do carnivore for a month like me and then fall yeah. off the wagon and then do carnivore for two months. But just keep trying. Oh, just keep. Yeah, sure. just just keep trying. Yeah. Absolutely. None of us have the perfect thing. I mean, if I look how my stuff's evolved and keeps changing and growing according to how I get to know myself and my body, yeah. it's so interesting. I can tell you, though, that the CrossFit prescription um, is the very best in creating health. The nutrition prescription, the workout, you know what I mean? That sense of community. And that's the, really yeah, the support from the community. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're going to be discussing in, the, in this conference. And I had this most amazing talk with Tommy Wood the other day, who's one of the speakers. And he's done a lot of research in this, how communities shape our concept of health and longevity and health span. And if we are not surrounded, like loneliness, the, the sergeant, surgeon general, whatever his name is, like he released this thing about loneliness in the beginning. What is Say that, that again. Sorry, my mom was calling me. Say that again. Oh my God, Rosemary, I love her. I know. Mom, um, don't call during the show again, please. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, so the Surgeon General released this, this report that said that loneliness is the biggest killer, especially mm. coming out of COVID mm. and how, um, you know, people die because they feel isolated and they feel lonely. And so CrossFit brings together every component of what we need to be healthy as individuals, a sense of community and belonging the most phenomenal and effective workout and this like what we have to eat nutritionally, like what we have to do to be healthy. And then the whole mindset component as well. Like we learn how to do really, really difficult things and push ourselves beyond what we thought we were capable of doing. And that translates into every single area of our lives, not just inside the walls of the affiliate. You can say something now. I'm, I'm just, uh, I don't want to say what I'm going to say. 
Wait, uh, you have to step on. Jedediah Nelson, easy on uh, the wheelchairs. We still thrive. Fine. Okay. Good, good. A couple of you dudes in the wheelchairs. Are no, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, she's, uh, yeah, Karin's always hated the adaptive athletes. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, You're such an asshole. You, it, it's just, it's just crazy listening to you talk because it's just so old school. It's so like, I'm, I'm like talking to like my... Uh, like you and I have the same uh, mentors in, in the space. Like we grew up yeah. in that CrossFit where like, that's all we we're just broken records. Like I'm listening to you talk. I'm like, Oh, this is what I sound like five times a day. This, yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck, this is yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, just follow that right there. There's the CrossFit journal. Just follow that shit. You're fine. You don't need any advice from Kaiser or doctors or, I mean, look at even the glass guy on here had a fucking yucca plant broke off in him. They just sewed it shut. He's fine. He's a CrossFit. Just sew yeah. that thing back in there. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing as well. It's, um, you know, it's just the fitness in a hundred words. It's nothing. It's, you don't even have yeah. to go any deeper than that. But Hey, Sandy, don't you think it's so interesting how Dave has shifted his perspective on nutrition? Uh, you mean by leaning more and more, like getting more and more, um, removing carbs from his diet more and more yes. and yes. fasting. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think part of it comes with age too. Like th that's the thing. That's Part my of it point. comes with age, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. What do you think? What, what's your analysis of no, it? No, that's the point is that like you think you can do whatever you want in your 20s and then it starts catching up on you and then you have to shift and make these changes when you're in your like 40s because you know you're going to end up diabetic because you have a family history of it. And right. so like- Or stroke really, or, or whatever. Yeah. If we can really hammer home that message and it's just literally like eating clean, working out, having a sense of community, like just go to a CrossFit affiliate that actually understands that this methodology works if which will be all of them soon since the level two is required which will be they'll all understand yeah absolutely i'm not getting into oh my gosh you know susa's video is the most listen, popular listen. video that i've ever posted oh really what video is that? Where is that? Caleb, do you know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Susa's fully on board. Susa wants to not only Susa wants to like make not only the level two requirement to open a fucking gym, he thinks that they should it should be um fuck this five year thing. He wants to see them even closer together. Yep. Oh, I don't want them he's to all he's he's all it, on the what'd you say? I said I don't agree with them paying the full price each time. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, instead of being a thousand, he wants it to be nine hundred and eighty bucks. But but nine hundred really <laughs> 999 yeah susan's really all about he i more and more i and i don't know if he has stated this but i'm just giving my analysis of susa more and more as we get pushed he falls in the camp of really wanting to improve quality of of, of the gyms in their totality you're doing stand-up look how adorable he is look how hey, skinny you know, I, he I is he looks like a little pinner there do you even work out let me see that play that shit let me see what's going on. my name is matt i own crossfit livermore my business cures chronic disease yeah you like that it saves lives and you look better naked wait hold it's on the truth. <laughs> hold on you guys susan looks like quagmire giggity <laughs> holy shit holy shit <laughs> holy shit Oh wait, you pull up Quag yeah, we'll come back to Susan in a minute. Let's see. For those of you who don't know, look at Quagmire. Let's, can we play a little? Look at that giggity. For those of you who don't know, Quagmire is the pervert on on, on Family Guy. God damn it! <laughs> oh my god, giggity. 
great. Okay. Your nicknames are so fucking sticky now, too. I am fucked. Thank you for that. Thanks. That's good. Hey there, sweetie. How old are you? 16. <laughs> 18. Yeah, first. Mom! I like it. It's uh, giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> oh shit. Damn. James Neely needs a fucking needs a that his whole team. I need to I need to if you're if James Neely's your agent, I need to uh that team needs a uh team zero or something all of his all of if you're represented by neely you need a nickname okay back to uh oh sorry Wait, uh, i want to know about this james neely guy like who is he i can't even find him if i search for him like how can he be a good I, he doesn't want it yeah money? he doesn't want to be found he represents just a uh, he represents a, a bunch of people in the in the crossfit ecosystem he's an agent and he's been telling people like that they shouldn't come on my that they shouldn't uh, uh, associate with me as a person and and in people that and he thinks for some reason I'm bad or something. I don't know what he thinks. He, he must have not seen my my uh, my full resume of what a nice person I am. But but and I've asked him to stop talking about it, and he and he won't. So now I'm just going to start talking about him all the time and about how successful he is as an agent or unsuccessful he is as an agent. Where where does he? I mean, he represents Sporty Beth and Craig Ritchie and the in the uh, Buttery Bros and uh, uh and, and others. And a lot of his athletes that he represents, I really like, and they've come on the show. They're great. here. Here's his crew. This, this is these are his people. Brent Fikowski. But meanwhile, these guys, like this guy, this guy, this guy, Craig Ritchie. I don't know if you know who he is, but he went to the games and he's complaining that he didn't make a lot of money at the games, or that he actually lost money. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I made a ton of money at the games, and I love, and more importantly than I made a ton of money, my con I'm my contrib I'm so proud of my contribution, and everyone's going to be proud of my contribution. And it's going to be great for CrossFit. And I'm more concerned about what I can give to the ecosystem than what I can take from it. As much as I joke around about how much I take from it, I think everyone knows that. Like, I'm fucking here to serve and to fucking give. And you won't see me making videos crying about how sh shitty CrossFit is or how shitty the games are like James Neely's athletes. And if you're an agent like James Neely, you should be more – you should be uh, advising your people on how to uh, – uh, what nice things to say about CrossFit and how to make money for them instead of uh, complaining. Oh, God, Jamie Simmons is so great. God, she's like – that's like an adult – among, that's a that's a woman amongst girls. That's a, you would love her, uh, Karen. This chick, Jamie Simmons, and her husband—they're such good people. Fuck. We had both I of take them, them the as show, neighbors. Right? What? We had both of them on the show, right? <clears throat> For sure. Uh, I can't even remember, but I just remember. I just really like her. Yeah. She's uh, they're so charismatic. She's uh, what's what, what's that called when like someone's uh like super attractive and like you're pulled to them she has magnetism hot. yeah they have magnetism as a couple yeah hot yeah right thank you hot <laughs> giggity oh. yeah giggity. no she's more than hot i mean she is she's he, they're both very attractive uh but uh anyway okay let's go back to Susa. sorry i, I keep getting let's, distracted let's by my my, my i didn't skip past that by my friend let's go back to uh susan okay susan where are you here what is this scene here where you're you're look like you're at a stand-up comedy club so that's at a place called almost famous in livermore that's where we ran the small business mixer i did back in july and what we did is we set up a camera um with trevor uh, out here and we did one of these for each of the business so you came in if you owned a business we sat you down real quick asked you a few questions about it then we cut that up and then we gave it back to you for you to put on your social media as a thank you for coming 
dude, you don't have time for this. What are you doing? You should be just pumping the podcast. Look at you. You're everywhere. Yeah, by the way, don't tell me that Sousa doesn't do curls. Look at those fucking arms. It's getting a little, it's getting a little weird, buddy. Look at those arms getting a little weird. Yeah, T's kicking in. All right, Wait, action. Go ahead, you, Karn. What can I say? Dana, this is the truth. What is it? It's functional fitness. It's uh, exercise. It's exercise for the, the body, mind, and soul. I think that, that would be it. I just think, uh, I just think health's on the forefront of people's minds. You know, there's no such thing as a magic pill. You're getting a lot of stuff sold to you, and majority of it is, is just marketing. It's just there's there's nothing that's going to uh, help you more than yourself, getting in the gym, being active, and then getting around like-minded people. The energy that's going to drive from that, I promise, I promise, I promise it'll make you better. And the best part about better is you get to define what that is, not me. You come in, you decide that you want to make some changes in your life, and maybe things aren't going right, whether it's work, relationships, all the above, but I guarantee you, if you start working on yourself, everything else comes back in alignment. We'll get you in the gym. We'll make sure it's not scary. Promise it's not scary. We'll get you working out. All right. Isn't that God, so that's good? good. Fuck, Isn't Susie, that so- you're a oh, beast. A beast. It, so I, I go, oh my God, okay, it cures chronic disease and you look good naked. That's what I yep. latch onto. Chase Ingram, way better than me, better human. He's like, you define what better is. Simple, elegant, perfect. Yeah, that message was insane, Matt. Thank you. And I was yeah, screaming, dude. Heidi, because we were at a loud party in a mixer and I couldn't even hear my own voice. And David, I don't got time to breathe, baby. I'm, I'm fueled by passion. Okay? Yeah, breathing for passion, son. Okay? Breathing. I'm not a simple You go do like your Wim Hof, David. You got to do your Wim Hof. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sousa is not on Dave Castro's arm program. Sousa is not. Hey, I'm actually uh, going to be leading my bicep workout at the workout at the uh, health. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For health summit. Carrie I'm Pierce will be there file. doing abs by Carrie. And if you want, you can get arms fucking. If you want baseball, little baseballs on your bicep, you want that little pop. Arms oh by Sousa. Oh, my God. It's all about the squeeze. It's all about the squeeze. Uh, Will Brandstetter, Matthew Souza, is a great chief marketing officer. Uh, great is. to have him in the C-suite. I agree. I agree. Uh, this and do you have your level one, Souza? <laughs> I got my level two. He did his level two this weekend. How was That's it? That's cool. Second time. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Hey, my he called me and he's like, dude, <clears throat> he called me or probably I called him and he's driving home from Sacramento. He had to travel a little bit, just hundred miles to get it. Karn. And he's like, dude, I go, what? He goes, it's just as good as it always was. I'm Aww. like, who'd you have? He's like, busy being, uh, uh, did do who Jesse, Zach- uh, Ward. Yep. And Zach, Zach Pine. Pine. Yeah. He <sighs> was, Susan was stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of, kind of. He he's you know he's been an affiliate for ten years. He's got a little bit of that know it all in him. So for him to go there and and you know he's he's got that entitlement, that ten year affiliate entitlement shit. So for him to go there and like it's crazy. Yeah, got a little bit of that egotism. You know what I'm saying? It's like if someone tells me how to podcast, if James Neely's like telling people not to hang out with me, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm cool as shit. Smile, <laughs> make you famous. Hey, you are, you are making James Neely famous. I never heard this man's name until you started saying it. I think you are doing so much more for him than anyone. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be famous. He's. He. I'm just an agent. I'm just I'm here to that. help people. Oh, I guess. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no truth in that. 
Uh, it's funny because you see it. So if people realize what you just realized, they would be able to leverage this to their advantage rather than <clears throat> trying to push against it. But that's because they view themselves as the, the good guys just trying to help. And now we're being attacked. What? The, listen, the only reason he's an agent is because he could never get famous. So now he has to surround himself with famous people so that he can have some validity. Yeah, and make money off of other people. That's my playbook. Let me ask you this, Karin. If if a sponsor gives you money, do, do you feel stressed to make sure that they get their value? Stevie, I feel stressed about everything. I feel yeah. stressed that the attendees are not going to have a good experience. I feel stressed that the sponsors are not going to be happy. I feel stressed that the speakers are going to be like disappointed. Like I feel stressed about everything. I feel stressed that Matt's not going to have enough like like a good time hanging out with me. Like right, I'm okay. All right. Stressed. All right. Like it, two days ago, um, Susan was like, hey, I'm having a call with BirthFit. I'm like, what's wrong? Are we not mentioning them enough? Are they not happy? Did I say something yeah. bad about them? Because they give us they give us a, a little bit of money. And he's like, no, no, I, I'm just checking in with them. So he checks in with them and he gets up. And I call him. I'm like, dude, how was the call with BirthFit? He's like, they're great time. They love the way you're repping the brand. They love, they love, uh, they're getting lots of people who are reaching out and who want to, um, you know, get consulting with on, on having babies. And I'm like so fucking happy because I don't want to take. I just want, I want to give more than people are giving me. I want, I want to make sure that like, I want people to think they're getting something over on me. Yeah. That's absolutely. It. Yeah. And oh my God. We're fucking, we're killing it. Seven ain't charging a shit. We're killing it. And I'm like, Oh good. I'm cool. Yeah. Wait, who runs BirthFit? This chick named Lindsay Cantu. She's a fucking stud. She just had a baby and she's married yeah. to Lance Cantu. Who's old school as shit. He may have been around before me too. He's like been around forever. Oh, uh, red shirt. I think we had, we may have had her on a panel when you're at the games. You would love her. I'm sure. Yeah, she's real and, and, but not like, you know, some people who are real just kind of like ghetto real, like bitch real. She's not bitch real. She's just cool. That's not real. That's scary. Yeah, scary. <laughs> Hi. Who's that? Ari. <gasps> the kids oh my are God, up. He's still so cute. Yeah, I love those. Boys. Oh my God. My kids are so cute. Love hanging out with them. Yeah. Look, yeah, yeah. How we do it? Sevi did more for Sporty Beth than her agent. Yeah, <laughs> true. I didn't even know. Who oh yeah, this Beth. is. Oh, it's one of his clients. Oh, oh shit! Look at this. Wow, uh, Graciano Rubio. I did the oh. uh, fit seminar and highly recommend it. Wow, no shit. Nice. Oh, I'd like to have you on and talk about that, Graciano. He's coming to the conference just to bring it back to what we're supposed to be talking about—the summit. I heard that when the speakers are up there, he'll be up there on stage just squatting 300 pounds for reps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pressing we're going to try and do the longest squat in the world history. So the world, yeah. Setting the world record for the longest squat. 45. Haley has to do that all the time. <laughs> Flat footed squat. Yeah. Just fucking longest squat in the world. Okay, guys, I've got to go take my kids to school. All right. Everyone loves you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your uh, your uh, what's that called? Your um, your your presence, Grace. Not, it's like brilliance, but not like I mean, you're smart too. But like your 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 ever your yeah your glow. Thanks for sharing your. I your of love life. you guys. Yeah. So you, you have always been my favorite person. Like anytime we had a work trip and you were there, I knew. Oh my god, look at the child in the background. I knew that we were gonna laugh and have the best time regardless of what was happening always, always. you are the best the most Thank fun you. The tell james tell james neely tell james neely i'm gonna call him right now
All right, thank you. I'll pass you his phone number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, perfect. We'll chat right. Thanks, guys. Love you, dear. Bye, bye, Miss Thompson. Bye. Bye. Karen Thompson, uh, February second and third. Second, if you're cool enough to work out with, um, Senior Dave. Cool enough to work out with uh, Dave Castro. If not, then then you're not. Uh, Caleb Beaver with the uh, rep in the Patagonia, dude. Caleb, I, wow, are you on a couch? Where the f how are you sitting like no, that? All it's a fucking wooden chair. <laughs> I never seen you sit like that. He's got the lounge look. He just kicked back. Caleb, six oh, yeah. foot. Yeah. Oh shit. Was that at the house? Was that at the Shattuckin? This was left over. The other. I was. I was sitting in one the other day, but it broke in half, so I had to switch out to a different <laughs> wooden chair that was left. Hey, listen. That's gonna be one of those chairs. Uh, like in 15 years when it, it, Caleb's old and that um, he's going to refinish. That's going to be like a project chair. What are you doing? Oh, this was originally with the house and I'm just refinishing <laughs> me and my uh, seven-year-old son are sanding it down. And uh, there are a few things in here that I think we're going to refinish. There's a, one of those vending machines, like one of those beaver vending machines. Like, you know, they like put a quarter in, you twist the knob and it drops out like candy and shit. I've oh, seen yeah. one where you pull it and a pack of cigarettes comes out. Those were cool. Similar, but not the same. And then there's a old Pepsi refrigerator, like uh oh, oh refrigerator, and it's oh. got like a bottle opener on the side with like where it drops the caps into the thing. So we're, eventually we'll probably redo all that stuff. Oh, that's dope, dude. North Face out. Wow, Eric, are you from Berkeley? They do have a North Face outlet in Berkeley. A beaver vending machine. They got that in Japan. Why is that <laughs> when we do this view? My face is so freaking close, but your guys' isn't. Even oh, Scott, I'm like a mile like, away from my laptop. That's why. Oh, he's like, you're gonna crawl through the camera. I was like, I know. That's how I feel <laughs> every time we get to the zoo. I need to get a camera. Seven. What camera should I buy? The I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're like to set up in there, like for shallow depth of field. Yeah, and I just need to film shit. I need to like make stuff. A, more. Oh, a sixty-seven hundred. A Sony a uh, a six a six seven zero zero sixty-seven hundred. That's the go-to camera. Hey, um. So I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. God, it's so nice. It's such a crazy night. I can't even believe there's technology like this. I know it's got a little package deal. Was that, would that be all I need? That 18 by 135 millimeter lens too? Or should I get like a 35? I would get, I would invest in a 24 millimeter. I would invest in a lens that has an F1.8. See that there's those those F's you need your lens you need I would get the smallest the widest lens you can get smallest millimeter you can get that's f one eight so like twenty four millimeter yeah I was gonna Excuse get one me. and walk down over by like the area kind of like downtown area of Livermore and start like interviewing some of the homeless people oh and make YouTube shorts out of it oh and then test for something that we've been talking about for a while but just like start cutting some reps and some chops. The reason why I wouldn't use a 35 millimeter 1.8 is because this camera has something on it that's called a crop sensor. Right, so this is important. Thanks, Ram, for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, probably at least a 20. A crop sensor. So when you put a 35 millimeter lens on this camera, it's probably a 48 millimeter lens. So it's it's hard to get a wide mm. a wide shot. Or because one four. Be yeah. Because I like the way that because when you were going up and filming behind the scenes and stuff, you kind of just you you like hold it here. So you're almost like eye level with the people. And I yeah. noticed that, but you got to be relatively close. Right. So is that the lens that you were using? I used it. I used a 24 millimeter. Okay. 
I don't know if I should. Uh, uh, I'm gonna try to show this real quick. I'm just gonna walk up to him and be like, "Hi, can I film you for a second? I'll give you ten bucks." And they oh. say, "Yeah." Ask him like a list of questions, and then I'll contribute a little bit, give him some money. This is um. Michael Wall. This is like some of the behind the scenes. That's uh. This hasn't been approved. I'm. I'm I'm breaking the rules big time by showing this. Big time. Big time. <laughs> this is I'm not supposed to show anything until it gets approved by Dave. There's a schedule. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but here we go. Here, this, episode one. It's in Dave's hands. Oh, shit. Me and Mertens. There it is. Back to back. Is my hair really that gray? Look at yeah. that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. You're doing a lot of biking last year. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is. Do you feel like being here? Like, hey, I've been here before. Look at these people: Mertens, Moritz, Five Big, Five Big. Look at Souza. Souza. I should. I should ask. God damn it! I should ask. Like, <laughs> should have bought that jersey off him. Uh look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Nick Matthew, Cole Sager. Hmm. Oh my goodness, some flashbacks. Oh my yep. goodness. Yep. Oh my goodness, look at this shit. Adrian Bosman. It's so good. There, especially if you're a listener of like the show and you know all like the nuances and like the inside jokes. Like, the, I mean, it's still going to be great even if you don't. Like, don't get me wrong at all. But like that little extra special stuff that'll be in there that you guys will totally get that maybe avid listeners of the show won't is going to be really yeah. fucking cool. And that's one of the things I'm super excited about because there's so much um, nuance in there and carryover from the show. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I can't wait for people to see it. So just so you know, after every show, um, we, we after every one of these we premiere, immediately after, there will be a special VIP room uh, that you can pay $50 and listen to me talk for an hour and a half about what that was like filming that episode. So $50, 14 episodes. So that's $700, and you can be in all the VIP rooms uh, with me afterwards. And you get a free ticket to our live meetup when yeah. that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Starbucks. We're going to live meet up at a Starbucks somewhere. Sorry, Gabe. I mean, a Paper Street Coffee uh, store opening near you. $50. Maybe I pay that once. <laughs> Good enough. Good well, then enough. for you, we'll divide it by 14. <laughs> uh, VIP room with Gevy, with Gevy, with Giggity. Sounds gay. No, what do you mean? Of course it's gay. Yes. It sounds gay. Giggity. I pay 50 for a handy. That's also part of the VIP experience. Uh, for a sitting down handy, it's 75. For a standing handy, it's 50. 50. <laughs> if you want to get milked, it's 100. Yeah. You lay in a plank and we get underneath. Would you like me to disarm your erection, sir? Disarm your erection. <laughs> Would you like me to disarm you? Uh, it's not pouring on my nose. Oh shit, this looks like it might be good. How we do it? I'm starting a company called No Bullshit where I tell you up front that my products suck and once you pay for them, you might not get them. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Jedi uh... Nelson is always sitting. He only gets the he only gets the 50. No, he gets the guy always has to pay for the $75 <laughs> handy. <laughs> Get the option fucked up. 
Uh, he's punished for being in a chair. Sorry, it's always 75 for you. But wait a minute. It's called a standy. Yes. Yeah, stand- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to ask my wife for a standy. Oh, well played, Heidi. Well done. Well done. That's so good. Throw in the Urban Dictionary, please. Someone wants a standy. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, geez, Louise, uh, I like it when my jokes make it on the screen. I know. Imagine how high Heidi is. Her shit's always. She's just fucking crushed. She's. She brings she's a lot a of quality screen. stuff. She's a screen skank. She's always on the screen. Yeah, her comments are good. She's got multiple flavors. A standy. Oh wow! Uh, I got oh, a standy yeah. last night in the unisex restaurant from a tranny. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Receiving a handy wellness. <laughs> Holy shit! Did you just put that in there? Or that was in there. That was in there. Oh my god! I don't know if I like uh, Heidi more because she has an extensive vocabulary, or less because she didn't make that up. Holy shit! A standy. She was so horny when I got home. She pulled down my shorts and gave me a standy. <laughs> I don't think you really pulled down the shorts for a standy. Just oh well, I get maybe a little bit. <laughs> Wow. Got a little, little breathing room in there. A standy. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, my God. I wonder when the last time James Neely got a hand job is. Look who wrote it, it in. Eaton. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Eaton whole good. Wow. That's an incredible name, dude. Oh. <sighs> That is wild. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Oh, so there's other um, there's other versions of the standy. Guess so. All right. Uh, let me see my phone. Let me see who's on. My vision's all fucked up. I got up too early. I'm getting up too early. This 5 a.m. shit suck. Oh, tomorrow's Greg Glassman. Yeah. You used to doing the same thing, right? Early start. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. We better tell him. Hey, there's two things. I, um, <clears throat> Wednesday's show uh, that uh, Coffee Pods and Wads is doing, that Pedro's doing. Yeah. I, I kind of want to troll that show. What do you mean? Like play it on here or like be yeah, there? Yeah, play it on here. Talk shit about them as they go. Like mystery science theater, like in real time. Oh, while they're live, be live. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So that show, for those of you who don't know, that show, that that's a really good show. It's pretty Pedro is fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And it's at 12 o'clock uh Pacific Standard Time. It's this, it's this uh real whiteboard show thing. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Whiteboard? And Around he got the whiteboard? A, yeah, and is. he already got a sponsor for it. James, did you get James Neely? Did you get him that sponsor? How's that? Getting people sponsors, James? James, maybe you should find someone to buy all of um, uh, uh, Craig Ritchie made a video complaining about all the clothes he has in storage. And I kind of feel bad for him. That sucks. That's got, he's got all, he ordered all this hustle gear and it's just sitting around storage and he has to pay for the storage of it. Oh, dude. It's so all his cash is tied up in inventory and he's taking a loss each month. Yeah. It's to, to the point where it comes where you just got to give that shit away, right? And you, yeah. you got to get it out of storage so you don't have to pay for it. So, and um, make a little coin off it. 
So, uh, I don't know, James, probably better to be focused on that shit than um, worried about telling people that it's not a good idea to. You know, that's interesting. I don't follow Craig Ritchie closely at all, but the, the size of his platform and stuff, you would think that they would move a decent amount of merchandise. So somewhere along the line, somebody made a decision whether they their hands, you know, they got a little uh, too greedy thinking like, hey, we sold these last two out. We need a ton of inventory on hand so we don't have that and, and miss the mark on the scarcity model. People might have been buying it because it was actually scarce. Um, so that would be I'd, I'd be curious as to find out, like, what were the things that led up to that occurring and who were make, who was making those decisions? Not to like yeah, blame just in general, like just because I'm you, curious. You should throw in some words like business acumen and shit into that. Just like yeah, when you talk about business, just your use the word acumen. Apple. Yeah, I wonder oh, whose choice that was and what what the how that affect, what their business acumen is. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that that really sucks, and it will it will that's when your overhead is when your nuts overheads higher than what you really should be paying. Uh, that's probably why whatever Craig went through that six hundred thousand dollars he lost in the last two years, thanks. Um, or, wh- or whatever it is he was saying he lost. Um. Yeah, that sucks. That Meanwhile, Pedro, just a fucking humble school teacher teaching the second grade to fucking inbred Irish kids on an island out in the middle of the Pacific. Uh, fucking a got, a, got a sponsor, yeah. Hey, when Hiller made that video about the hustle made stuff, that was, again, another such a huge missed opportunity for collaboration. If I was Craig and I saw that, immediately when I saw that video, I would have hit him up and been like, hey, how could, like, are you willing to do something with me? I really appreciate your efforts here. Like, let's try to find Release a, a fucking no-rep shirt through Hustle. Yeah, yeah. Immediately it's, just it's drop so all many, ego and go. Yep, yep. So many opportunities. Even just, and you know how Hiller is. Are you an agent? How do you know this kind of stuff? Are you an agent? <laughs> no. Hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Neely can't even offer that kind of advice because he has so many fucking clients. He can't even watch them like that to that. You know, you know what I mean? Like he can't. He's not I would assume that that's his only focus, though, right? Is that list of people? Dude, he, and there's between, a lot of between watching Sporty Beth videos and, um, and, and probably his biggest client, I think, is uh, Fikowski. So he's probably got to give Fikowski a lot of attention. Hmm. I would be, mm-hmm. I'd be kind of bummed though, guys. Listen, uh, I, uh, uh, Craig gets more, uh, Craig gets more views than I have subscribers. And yet for some reason, uh, I found the games to be bountiful with opportunities for making money. And I don't yeah. even have a clothing brand. I just yeah. got a big nose and I hug people. And you look but good I, doing it. And I actually work the whole event. I work my ass off and I give my, my product is to give to people. It just doesn't. It doesn't make. Uh, doesn't make. Sense. I think he did. I think uh, Melissa. I think Craig. I think Craig might be a, a really good dude. To be honest, somewhere in there, um, he's just in a, just got the wrong agent. But um, he did. I think he did reach out to. I think he did reach out to Hiller, and and say, hey, thanks for your help. What's going to be hard though is is when your next three videos are still feeling sorry for yourself and your brand is hustle. It's just a. F- it's gotten it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be weird yeah i wonder how much of it too is like the agents feeding like like feeding into it like oh you're so good don't like you got to protect your platform don't associate with these like don't bring these people on like that could be a negative image for you like you just got to keep doing what you're doing stay in your lane and what people don't realize is like especially in this world of like what'd you do for me lately you really have to keep 
like reinventing yourself, reinventing your brand, being in the ecosystem and associating with other media outlets that you can that that kind of fit. It's yeah, it's crazy. That's why you keep suggesting we just pivot from CEO to uh, BDP, right? Big Dick Pimp. That's what, yeah, that's right. It's just a larger audience pull. <laughs> you want, you're always like, we need to rebrand. <laughs> rebrand that shit. We're, we're going to rebrand soon. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, this can't be good right here. Here we go. Uh, hi, Jake Chapman. Sevi, did you see the coin they found with your face on it? No, I didn't, Jake. Tell me about it. What? What was it? Oh, wait. It's something where I get destroyed, I'm sure. Oh. Right? It's going to be like a D's nuts joke. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Oh, Craig has has he started doing daily? I mean, that would be smart. He should go back to doing daily shit. Daily shits though is 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 unless you're Tommy G and you're going fucking like like Tommy G's like the ultimate in substance, and Craig Ritchie videos are the ultimate in not substance. And I don't mean that as a as a dig. I just mean that in terms of observation. And so, um. If you're not going to be putting out uh, substance, the least you should do is fucking get people at least addicted to your, you know, your, your daily shit. Get them on some sort of daily dose. Yeah, and I wonder too if they, when Craig sat down and was like, "Hey, we could invest a bunch of this money into uh, inventory for hustle made," or like, I wonder if there was a conversation of like, "Hey, rather than doing that, what if we took some of this money invested into media infrastructure, so you could put out more content across more platforms faster." with doing a little bit less work, like just be the guy with the camera, be the guy talking, then hand that stuff off to your team and it just gets distributed. Like if you're going to invest your $600,000, do that and spread that over the next couple of years, just so you just have this sea of content coming across every platform. Like, yeah. And then just rebuild and then keep the scarcity model with the hustle made. You'd probably end up selling way more t-shirts, but most importantly, your relevance would, would continue. It seems like it's just him like filming and editing and everything else. I mean, again, I don't know, but that would be my advice is like, take some of that money, invest in a media infrastructure, invest in a team. Hey, what do you, what, what do you, do you think that they see the irony in the fact that the product is called hustle, but he's, he's, he's not hustling. Maybe he thinks that he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's his brand and the truth is, is maybe he is. We don't know, but he's portraying it like he's not. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you know the whole thing. Dan Bailey's working out, and it's not pouring out of his nose, and it's because it doesn't have to be. But it's because he's not stopping to wipe it up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's just fucking. What? He's ham. He's hammy. He's hamlito. <laughs> Hard as so, a motherfucker. Thank you. Uh. So so yes, but um yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of Craig Ritchie, and this is hilarious. Oh, thank you. It's my goal to make people laugh. I wonder if you would find it the same. James Neely's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. You guess, think? What he's dressing up, guess what he's dressing up for Halloween this year? Who? Uh, James Neely. Guess what he's dressing up as? Well, leech. An, an agent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Ouch. Oh, Jamie. I need a pair of sunglasses, so every time we do an agent talk, I throw my sunglasses on. You know, just listen. If I'm if I'm an athlete and I'm out there, I would cozy up to Matt Souza and be like, "King hey, Matt, do you think you could help me get a sponsor?" I'd say, "Sorry, I'm completely stretched in my abilities here, and I need sponsors." Do not leave him alone. <laughs> this is this is how I do it, Matt. Listen, I I really like working out, and I know most athletes out there. uh, 
like they want agents so that they can work out and like make a living. I have a totally different approach. I work out and I'm so blessed that I get to work out that I want to help someone else grow their business. Mm. Oh, this was so fuck Matt. I'm telling you someone do this. So Matt, what I want to do is what can, do you have people that I can help grow their business? I, mm. this, mm. I know this sounds completely fucking mind boggling to you fucking scumbag leeches out there, but bear with me here to fake it till you make it. Look at, uh, I have this beautiful body. I work out every day. I'm way into health. Who I just want someone to use me. Mm. How can I, how can I help further someone else's brand? Awesome. I don't. I don't know. Fuck, I would it sounds crazy, right? Yeah. What what stuff are you currently using <laughs> right now that you enjoy? What brands yeah. do you like? Let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's right. Right. Uh, um. Uh. You know. I, um. I. I. Uh, uh. Okay. Uh. Thank you. I thought. Thank you, Matt. I'm. Thanks. Nice to have the conversation. See, guys. I already got him in the conversation. That's cool. You'd ask, Matt. Um. You know. I. Um. I'm really into those. Uh. Uh. Barbell cart cartel barbell barbell cartel pants. Mm, okay, um, I yeah. subscribe to the Gains Box even though I really can't financially afford it, but I do. And um, the Gains Box was really cool, and I got these barbell cartel pants. So and and I always get cool shit out of the Gains Box. Anyway, so I, I kind of if if and I and I and I I go to the barbell cartel website and I think they I think like I like to take some pictures of myself and send them to them and be like they can use these to help sell their pants. Do you think you could help me do that? Yeah, are you gonna work out today? I am. I am. Okay. Actually, I work out three times a day, Matt. As a matter of fact, I'm working out right now. I'm getting a standing handy. <laughs> so I'm getting a stand. Matter of fact, I'm giving a standy right now, Matt. Warming up well, by giving awesome. someone a standy. Let's go ahead and let's take a couple shots. I'm going to walk you through this. You're going to film it on your phone. Make sure that we got it in that cinematic mode. First, yeah. you're going to oh. show the logo of the pants. You're going to show yourself adjusting around. I want to see you in the standy position. We're going to do a yeah. slow-mo of those pants slowly yeah. coming down, focused on the logo only, right? Oh, We're going to send oh. it over to my team of editors. They're going to edit it up to make it look real fucking cool. We're going to send it to them for free. And we're going to yeah. say, hey, guess what? Tevon loves your guys' stuff. He works out three times a day. He's gearing to go up to the games. We have uh, a bunch of uh, cool stuff that we want to collaborate with you guys, but check out this free piece of uh, media that we made to show you what, what what direction we would go and see if it fit and work with your brand. Oh my God, that's awesome. Okay. And then boom, we package it up, we send it over. So we're providing value before we ask. And then we say, hey, Barbara Cartel, Savon really loves to wear your stuff. He does it all the time in all of his videos. We would love to find some sort of partnership here. Um, are you guys willing to have the discussion? And here's what the video looked like and we can get some more of these going. And in the meantime, go ahead. They can go ahead and just use it because I really like them. Yep. Provide first. Provide that value first. Jeffrey Burchill sounds like BS. Oh, well. <laughs> just telling you. Sounds like you'll never be a client. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you the, uh, bench press, the bench press spandex, okay? Hi, Mark Bell. This is my client, uh, Jeffrey Birchfield. He's uh, 75 years old, but could bench press 315 pounds. 355. He, he could bench press 355. And, um, Here's a, court, a quick video we made of. <laughs> hey, so listen, uh, see, it's so that shirt is on backwards, for sure. Yeah. So she put the shirt. shirt on backwards so her titties could be in my face. Obviously. Oh, that is fucking great. I don't have one of those shirts. I want one so bad. I got the blue uh, CEO shirt. I haven't worn it yet. I brought it on this trip. I'm so excited. Blue is great on me. I when I when I get when I participate in the uh, I've only in the standy I've only been on the receiving end of the standy I'm sorry to say I've limited scope. That's hardly the fun end. <laughs> I, I've been on the um, I'm the one getting disarmed, but I pretty much just I just 
I just just stand there, just kind of like, hey, if you could hold on to something, it would be cool too. Mm. Like overhead, like you know, like you know, like a pull-up bar or something. Just stand there. You just lean in. See, now you're adding modifications. That, that was the stock standy. Now we added some mods. The hand. I would. I would lean forward a little. I lean. I lean forward a little. Mm-hmm. All right. So like Jeffrey's in. Looks. Uh. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Uh. See you guys tomorrow. Greg Glassman. Caleb Beaver. Matt Souza. Thank you, uh, Karen Thompson, for coming on. Uh, I'm excited about the giveaway. We'll be doing the giveaway uh, finishing up on Saturday. It's for the uh, CrossFit Health Conference in Austin, Texas. Dave Castro will be there. Nicole Carroll. Maybe Jocko will be there. Gabrielle Lyons. Mr. McCoy. A couple people I can't say their names. Rhonda Patrick. Not because I can't tell you because it's a secret because I just can't pronounce them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> everyone say a prayer for Adam Neifer. For those of you who pray that that yucca plant thing uh, gets out or something. Find its way. Mr. Schindeldecker, good always to see you. Oh, look at Yo, Matthew. Let's chat. Look at I already your first client. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna be we'll definitely be working with uh what what Schindeldecker's got going on. I really like his program. Look at that. Wow. Get my wife a job over there. I'm trying to get her a job over there with Schindeldecker. Uh the man who wakes up every day with uh reason to live, Matt Schindeldecker. Right. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Bye bye.